What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Start your Honda safe adventure at NorCalHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. What is up, Raider Nation? Welcome back once again to another fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Welcome to those of you that are joining us on the YouTubes. I see in the chat room there a few of us, few of us, few of yeah, I guess it's us. <laughs> few of you, few of us. It's few Chevy Raider. There's a few. There's a few. It's Herman Munster. It's uh, Raider Homer, Chevy Raider, Jason in there. Of course, the one and only Uncle Mosh. Welcome to the show, hey. Uncle Mosh. Oh, my gosh. Listen, listen. Ha, 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 ha. Not followed by a cough. Oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. Hey, two weeks in a row, so Uncle Mosh was uh, was kind of playing injured there oh. uh, for the past couple weeks, and so we're glad to have you back and, and, uh, and at full strength, Uncle Mosh. Oh, my gosh. So I go, to the, I go to the doc to get a shot in the butt, right? Oh, my gosh. And I go, and, I go and, the, and the doc goes, hey, you know, 
You need this shot in the butt, and you need to take some Mucinex DM, and then they go, and, and they give me the inhaler, and, and they give me all this stuff, and I'm like, man, and they go, so how long you been sick? And they said, oh, I, I said, about six days, and they go, oh, cool, days seven through ten are the worst. Yeah, you told us that story last and week. I'm, oh. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, when you were high on NyQuil. Oh my! Oh, dude. So, so then, they, then they tell me, you know, you can okay. you can discover this thing called a hot toddy. Yeah, you told yeah, us I that story too. I did. Yeah. I tried them cold. Yeah. I tried them lukewarm. <laughs> hey, I, uh, David Northrup joining us live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I feel so much better. But let me tell you okay. something. All right, tell me, tell me. When you're not sick. Yes. And you can like you can smell and taste. Yeah, Mucinex is nasty is stuff. Nasty, nasty Dude, stuff. it got me through. But but buddy, when I got my oh, taste man. back, yeah, oh, not good, huh? Nastiness, nastiness. Well, you sound good. You look good, and thank you for uh, for joining us back here. And thank you again for playing injured and uh, fighting through uh, those uh, the the sickness as you uh, as you battled it here. And still, Uncle Mosh, you know the show must go on, man. He he he's a he's a he's a he's a you know you're not like Ben Roethlisberger. You're not going to stay no. on the sideline because you don't know what's wrong with you. Let me go out four series of yeah, downs. No, man, no, man. No, I came going. in. Hey, okay, so I might be repeating myself okay, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But when, you know, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that anyway. <laughs> old plus NyQuil equals All right, safety. so episode 107, <laughs> the preseason games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so thank you for joining us here for uh, episode number 107. Uh, thank you to those of you again in the chat room. Let uh, me just say this. I'm few- sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, but hey, Ron's here. Hey, Ron, Ron. So we can start. So Ron, Jeremy, Sergio, Chevy Raider, Mark, Bobby Wasabi. Uh, I mentioned Herman, uh, Herman Salvador, Salvador's in there. A bunch of you all. And uh, thanks for making fun of my sweater. Yes, I am rocking yes. the Raiders ugly Christmas sweater already. Hey, there's nothing ugly about a Raider anything, pal. Oh, man. Come on, Mosh. That's what I'm screaming on, right Mosh. now. Oh, I love it. I, love I am it. drunk on Raiders, <laughs> not on NyQuil. <laughs> all right. All right. Since, uh, all right. Since, since you are, well, not since you are drunk. This has nothing to do. I don't have a good segue for this next segment, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I got to get to get it. Get into it, bro. All right. Episode number 107. Uh, first off, you've you've met Uncle Mosh now. He is the uh, he is is, is the uh, uh, the mental the the mentalman the gentleman that adorns <laughs> or the, the mentalman <laughs> the gentleman that adorns the Murphs Fan Cave desk on the Southern Annex there. And uh, so thank you to you uh, for joining us, Uncle Mosh. And you know, Uncle Mosh, I thank you for not only just fighting through everything you fought through, but thank you for joining me here every week for for doing this thing, Raiders Fan Radio. And you know, Uncle Mosh is the giving season. It is the giving season. It is the giving season. We mentioned last week, you don't remember this, but last week we <laughs> talked about how, how the holiday season kind of starts for us around October uh, yeah, for Halloween, yeah, and then yeah. it goes through until like uh, uh, St. Patrick's St. Day St. or Patty's something. St. Patrick's Day, man. Yeah. So, uh, so I got you something. What'd you get? I got me? you something. So, show, show of appreciation here. So oh, right. So, uh oh. Okay. It's a box. So, it's a box. Now, you got, now look, there's a couple things in here that aren't necessarily the gift. But you'll see what the gift is as you kind of rummage through it. There. So okay. Okay. So, so, so let me switch to your camera there. I'm taking the box. All right. There you go. All right, and, there's your uh, camera. All it right. says on it, it, it clearly says. Clearly. To Mosh from Murph. That's it. Yeah. So I know it's mine. Yeah, it's yours. So uh, so all of you in Raiderland, yeah. uh, I've, I've, I've opened the tab. All right. Open and the I'm tab. And I'm pulling the top up. Okay. And, uh, and as I open the box, I see darkness. There's a, uh, it says tall kitchen bags there because I turned the box inside out, but that's not what you're getting. You're and, not, it, and I there reach you go. in. Yeah, that's it. And yep. I go, whoa. Okay, so it, it's on the, on, the, on the package it says Ray-Ban. Yes. 
Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So if you can <laughs> see my existing glasses, uh, I, I, I'm a teacher, and people leave things a lot at school, and some woman left these glasses that had rhinestones on them. Well, yeah. they're readers, and I've been using the readers for years, so I called them my Al glasses. Your Al Davis you know, glasses. Al da- well, and, Murph, you, and you've been saying that you wanted the chain, chain. an I, Al Davis chain. So I got you Al Davis readers and the chain. So now oh. you can now you can rock the Al Davis look when we do uh, Raiders fan radio. So you- I am now <laughs> trying to. I got this enormous head. You got a giant head. I yeah. had to get a size seventy two chain. I don't know what so, that means, but it meant a lot. So I've got now. Yeah. Oh, check it out, dude. Look at you. Look at me. Look at you. You can't see me in those of you in in Radio Land, but I am sporting glasses that just fall. Off of my face, like this. Look at, look at, put them on. Let's oh. see, put them on. Let's see, let's see, Al. Oh, yeah. there they are, the Al Davis. Re- okay, now listen. Now here, now there's a kicker to this. Okay, dig further into the box, not the flag that I put in there, just to kind of hold the thing. But dig around in there. There's five pairs of glasses. <laughs> okay, now listen. <laughs> One of them are sunglasses because if you look at Al, he used to rock the sunglasses with the chain too. So you have a pair. Oh one of those pairs gosh. in there is a pair of sunglasses. So Are you they got readers. The, yeah, they're Are all they readers. They're readers? All readers. They're all readers. All the same strength. I stole the strength off of the the other pair. So you got sunglasses that are readers. Because little known fact, here's how in depth uh, Raiders analysis oh, you get. Look at that. Oh, dude. Tell me that's not Al Davis right so there. So right Raider now Nation. I've got. I am so Al Davising because <laughs> when you're worth a billion dollars. You can wear your glasses that hang from your your yeah. two ninety nine chain around your neck and have yes. your sunglasses on at the same time. Yes, there you go. Dude, pretty slick. Huh? I'm sporting. The sunglasses slick. go right here. There you go. Okay, so Al Davis. So he used to. So this is a little known fact. He had custom made varnays were no, those glasses. Yes, those were those glasses he wore, and you can't get them. So like, because I looked. I actually did a Murph black hole on this. I tried to find out what kind of glasses Al wore because that's what I was going to get you. Um, and so you you can't get them. They're so, but that's the closest thing that I could get was the uh, was was the Al Davis sunglasses. I and, love and it. There, so yeah. Oh so, man, you're so, the best. Thanks, so, Murph. You're welcome. You're welcome. So early, early, Mary, whatever this is, happy 107. Hey, hey I got the big birthday coming up. Yeah, we'll, call, well, we'll call this my birthday. Eh, no, nah, we won't because we got other stuff planned for that. But anyways, all right, let's get on to the show. So this is episode. You're welcome. So this is episode number 107 of Raiders Fan Radio, and uh, you can find us as you know here on the YouTube's. Please subscribe to us if you haven't already. That is Murph's Fan Cave. uh, uh, It's not. It's YouTube.com/slash Murph's Fan Cave. Please subscribe to us there. We've become big fans of the live stream, and uh, we really we enjoy it because of the interaction. I uh, had a cool conversation with our buddy Kevin, the Raider nerd, this last week. He's actually going to join us here in the Fan Cave this Friday. I'm gonna uh, we're gonna Kevin and I are gonna record a few things together. And one of the things that he was asking about was was doing this live stream, and they're actually going to start doing that on their network. And the reason he cited was because of the interaction with the listeners. And oh, so awesome. so this is great. So if you don't subscribe to us. Please do youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. And we are available on all the other podcasts as far as audio goes. And so you can certainly check us out on those. And Uncle Mosh will tell you about where those are so you can find us. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. 
That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mashi twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Hey, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. All right, so for episode number 107 here on Raiders Fan Radio, as you know, for those of you that listen to the show frequently, you know we always name our episodes after something significant. Uh, So as far as 107 goes, uh, that could be a yardage total. It could be a number on a jersey. It could be a year. It could be numerous things. For this year, or for this year, gosh, man, I'm all (laughs) over the place. For this episode and for 107, we are going to go with an overall draft pick uncle mosh Ooh, so is this the first time we've done that uh, overall i think so i think yeah. so so we are going with the 107th pick in the 2014 <laughs> draft and that uh in ra- it happened to be round four and that is the one and only justin jelly ellis defensive tackle who excuse me who unfortunately spent a lot of time on the ir this year uh he's he you know he came around played the last two games last week he actually had a tackle for loss uh, registered last week. Uh, but my favorite play so far uh, that Ellis has had was two years ago when we played against the San Diego. Was it two years ago? No, it was last year. Against the San Diego Chargers, and he blocked a kick. And not only did he block a kick, Uncle Mosh, he blocked it with his face. And then they've missed oh. nine field goals. That's tied for the most. Ooh. Ooh, is right. Nick Rose picked up. And recovered at the other end by McGill on the block by the 29-yard line of the Chargers. Season. Watch how low this one is. Oh, my goodness. Blocked it. I mean, he hits him in the face mask. I think that hits Justin Ellis. Hits <laughs> him square in the face mask. Right in the face Good mask. Good job, Jelly. Hey, we'll take it, man. We'll take it. If you got to block with your face, block with your face. You got to do what you got to do. That's exactly right. So uh, <laughs> we want to celebrate uh, the big man in number 78, and then hopefully he will uh, have a healthy year under his belt. Heck, finish off the rest of this year healthy, and then a healthy year next year as we, uh, you know, that, man, we got a lot of depth at defensive tackle nowadays, Uncle Mosh, which is something we haven't had for a long, long time, and, and he's definitely a key part of it. So, uh, so we want to celebrate the big man here today for episode number 107 of Raiders Fan Radio. All right, Uncle Mosh, uh, every week we give respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout-outs. We give respect. No. no. We give respect. And so uh, we want to give And a- you know why we give respect? Tell us why we give respect. Because respect is earned. It's not demanded. Oh. It's not paid for. It's not bought. Hey, it's earned. It's earned. Absolutely. And so, you know, I would be remiss, Uncle Mosh, if today... I didn't give respect first and foremost to somebody that was born on this day. This is December 12th, and in 
1915, so that's 103 years ago. Wow. This man was born. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I could probably guess. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to drop names, but Frank Sinatra told me one time, <laughs> don't ever forget my birthday. Oh, as I crashed the book. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Leave it there. Yeah, there put him up. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, man. Frank Sinatra, yeah, chairman of the board, old blue eyes today, 103 years old, and so we want to celebrate uh, and give him respect. Absolutely. So, But in terms of the Raiders, uh, Uncle Mosh, we have a, a handful of folks that we want to give respect to. We had a lot of correspondence this week. Uh, let me give you the show rundown real fast. We're going to, after the give respect segment, we're going to do, uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Phil and Franco. We're going to talk about uh, an, an interview we have coming up this week with uh, uh, Phil Villapiano's daughter, uh, Andrea Villapiano Kelly. Uh, we have, uh, we're going to talk about the Oakland lawsuit that's come up this week. And then we got a lot of sea of fans. Well, uh, a lot, not only do we have a lot of sea of fans and a lot of correspondence here, but we also got a lot of videos and pictures sent to us this week. And I want to give respect to the RFR listeners that not only were at the game this week, but also shared their experiences back with us and really created their own experiences on their own separate of our show. And it's so cool, man, that guys man. like like Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, Mojo Raider, that these guys uh, were meeting up on their own. And, you know, not only representing Raiders Fan Radio, which is amazing, but like hanging out, like the fact that our Internet podcast Helped other Raiders fans meet up. I know, and, right? And like, like that is the coolest thing freaking ever to me. That I is love it. So awesome. I was telling guys at work about that. I'm like, our fans who would 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 have the same fans would have been in the stands anyway, but now had this common thing that that Raider fans are meeting up in Oakland because of the silly little podcast that we do out of Middle Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. It's really, really that cool. So so cool. So let's definitely give those guys respect. Let's start off. Uh, first, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, called us from the black hole. Greetings, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, calling from the black hole. We have kind of problems as a nation. The feelers ain't fun. Listen. Great stuff there from Aaron the Q Dog Raider. So of course the big play of the game was uh with Derek Carrier's touchdown uh late in the game to put the Raiders ahead for good and uh Uncle Mosh the broadcast of that uh play sounded like this it is a touchdown to Derek Carrier Three and a half years until the last two weeks. Carrier had a grand total of five catches all year long, and this is his first touchdown. Out and in. All right, so there you go. So there's a Derek Carrier touch. So you can hear the roar of the crowd was immense, right? And I, I, it's so fun to hear that 
come through the screen when you're watching it, but it's even better when you have people send you videos know, right? of them at the game uh. itself. So this first one comes from, this is on the home side. So this is behind the Raiders bench. This comes from a uh, uh, friend of the show, Alon Bush. <laughs> You know, that's screaming might we we might need to put that in. Like I might add something to something. Yeah, absolutely. That was amazing. And there's more. Okay, so here we go. So this is from the black hole. This is from uh, uh, this comes to us from Run ADZ, Run Ads, I guess. So let's uh, let's hear him. Isn't that awesome, man? That's great. This is, it's so fun. I love this stuff, uh, man. It gives me chills. This is the best. Okay, so I got two more for you. This comes from uh, Mark Caboli. I think he's some sort of an employee, actually, from the from the Steelers. So this is from the Steelers' side of the field down on about the 10-yard line. This is actually on the field with his cell phone. Tell me again how you're better football Jeez. fans in Raider Nation. Go ahead. Somebody tell Holy me again. Mackerel. Isn't that amazing? God, that's, that's from the from the ten yard line. From like the ten yard line on the Steelers on side of the ball. Phone. On a some from his cell wow. phone. All right, I got one more for actually I got two more. So uh here is uh this is from the black hole. This is when we blocked the field goal. This comes courtesy of Ludwig von Koopa. All right. 
I just love these are the best, wow. man. All right, last one I got for you. This came to us from our buddy Jay Morse. Jay is, uh, I don't know if he's the president or the founder or whatever. He's he's the guy in terms of the Salt City Silver and Black Raiders Booster Club. Okay. This is the club that's in Syracuse, New York. Right, right. And they get together at their, their local bar there, and they all watch the game. And so he took a video of this, and this is all of them uh, right before the uh, the final block kick. I love that. Man. That's 3,000 miles away. Oh, and don't you? I just, that's just great. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Raider Nation rules. So anyway, so uh, thanks to all of you that sent in your videos uh, and your pictures and all the things that went on around the game this last week. Uh, we are humbled that you would represent not only our show, yeah, uh, but, but but be willing to share your experiences back with us. Uh, super, super cool. So thank you to those of you and much, much respect for all of you that did that. And last off, Uncle Mosh, to close this segment out, Let's listen to what it sounded like inside the locker room after the big win. Yeah, yeah, There's no quitting in this football team, is You love adversity, you love football, you love each other, and you're going to bring the Raiders back. God bless you. Give yourself some. What you have done uh, in spite of me, I congratulate you, Derek. I cannot tip my hat to the offensive line enough. Yes, sir. Feliciano, Gabe Jackson, they finished on one leg. All right. I mean, we, we, we're, we're light, we're shorthanded in some ways, but we, we believe in each other. We'd be the hell of a football team. You guys could have won a hell of a game last week. Let's just finish strong. Let's stay together. But I can't tell you how proud I am of you and how how great the future is going to be. God bless you all. Let's pray. You're listening to The Violator, and I'm live on Raider Fan Radio. Where are you at, baby? Hey, so Murph. Yeah, as per usual. (laughs) it's, uh, it's, It's okay, buddy. It's all right, you know. Hey, I got to tell you one thing, though. What's really funny, Ron, of course, Ron's great. Ron's uh, great. We don't usually start the show without him. No. He had a, he had a really good, and it was, a, it, it was kind of a PSA, you know, public okay. service announcement. He's, you know, he, he pretty much said that the Steeler fans, they weren't that upset after the loss. And the reason that the Steeler fans weren't that upset after the loss, even though they paid thousands of dollars for tickets, was that... Most of them kept the tags on all those brand new <laughs> towels and jerseys that they bought, so it was an easy return. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, homers. Oh my gosh, that's Jeez. funny. That's awesome. Good job, Ron. Uh, so you know, so much. I accidentally crossed off one of the, the next things there on the list. And I, w- I wanted to ask you, you know, as big as this win was, uh, you know, this past week on Mondays with Mikey and Murph, we were talking about how we thought the Raiders were going to close out the season and what this could lead to, and you know, with a beat up. Uh, and not all that great to begin with Bengals team, a beat up, not all that great to begin with Broncos team coming up uh, with the next two. Is it possible we could be, or am I just going nuts here? 
We could be on a three-game winning streak going in to play the freaking Chiefs could in Kansas City. Like, I don't know, Mosh. What do you think, man? That could be set up to be like a pretty good finish uh, considering how this year's gone so far, no? Look, our guys bought in in in, in the summer. They bought in to the, to the new regime, and we've been coaching them up. They've been getting coached up, and it's starting to pay off. It's paying off a little later than we liked. But it's paying off. We talked after the Kansas City loss. We talked about, and I drew the scenario, which which locker room would you have rather been in? Would you have rather been in the Raiders locker room where we played our hearts out through four quarters? Or would you have rather been in the Kansas City locker room where they squeaked by? Right. You right, know? Yeah. And then and then and it and it held over to this week. This was like a freaking Super Bowl. Week. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty this big was deal. amazing. This yeah. was huge. Yeah. This was huge. And you know, I, I listen to Mondays with Mikey and Murph. Yeah. Okay. I listened to it on Tuesday on the way to work okay. and on the way home. And you made the call. You made the prediction. You said <laughs> and and I you, might have. You, there's no might have. There's might have. I might have I might have stepped out a little bit on that. I might have let my pre- fandom get a hold of you, me a little bit. You fanboyed. And 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 it's okay. <laughs> You know, uh, well, hey, I'm Raider drunk. You're Raider drunk, Raider man, drunk. and I loved it. I was like, "Hey, I'm there. I'm there," because I'm always Raider drunk. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, or drunk yeah. one way or the one other. Way. <laughs> you know? But yeah, man. Yeah, All I'm right. in. I'm in. I'm All in. I'm right. in. Let, you know, Raider Nation. I, you know, it's been a. It's been a long season, but I think that, look, you know, obviously you want playoffs, you want something to root for when it comes to to January and whatnot, but considering where we've gone through this year and considering the level of criticism and the level of hatred and the levels of just, you know, perceived and even manufactured at times dysfunction because it really wasn't ever there. The only dysfunction was in the media. It was never or amongst us fans. Like it never was in the walls of Alameda. So kudos to them for, for maintaining the course. And, and I think we got a lot to look forward to here as we uh, close out this season. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah. Back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and uncle Moss, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. All right, Uncle Mosh, something really cool. Speaking of uh, Pete Koch, Raider legend and uh, acting legend. Man, Phil Villapiano is, he's always been one of our favorites, right? And we've always liked Phil just because of the way that he was a you know hard hitting defender that set the tone for the Raiders and their first Super Bowl victory and really helped set the tone like a lot of guys did on that defense and uh, really helped define the legacy of the Raiders defense of the 70s and really the Raiders teams of the 70s. You know, there were so many the, the cast of characters was great and Phil was one of the guys, man. He was amazing. And, uh, you know, growing up in an Italian household like Absolutely. we were, a guy's got a last name, Villapiano. Yeah. Like, yeah All right. Yeah. 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 He's, you know what I mean? You know, hey, yeah. this, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, I got to say this, uh, kids, muffs, Phil was a badass. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry, you know, uh, yeah. So says it on the the book. Look what it's titled right here. Uh, the title of the book is is Badasses, and it says the legend of Snake, Foo, Doctor Death, and John Madden's Oakland Raiders. And that's not that's, like yeah, that's true. That's, that ain't bragging, dude. That's a fact. Absolutely. You know, that's that's the way it was. You know, you don't you don't get the you don't get the moniker of the most penalized team in all professional sports <laughs> for nothing. 
That's right. You know? And win championships while you're and doing it. And win championships you know? while you're so, at it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, and not, so not only did, did we love Phil from his playing career and what he achieved on the field, but since he's been retired and he's been off the field, he is one of the more gregarious, fun storytellers to be in, in not only just Raider Nation, but in sports. He's he's freaking fun to listen to. Like, it's fun to – I can't – I've never been around him. We've had the good fortune of interviewing him for sure, our show. Sure. Uh, but I can – he's the kind of guy that you want to hang out and have a beer with. Like He's he, an ambassador for the team. Absolutely. He's an ambassador for the nation. He's an ambassador for everything that, that we as the Raider Nation family – Put out there, man. He's Absolutely. Just, he's bought in. He he is the epitome of Raider drunk. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. So, Phil is, you mentioned him being an ambassador, right? So, an ambassador is what? It's a liaison. It's an it's a person that, that uh, right, that you represent sure. your thing sure. and you represent it to others and then you bring them to you, right? Exactly. To, to create uh, closeness or awareness or whatever. So, nothing says ambassador more than to bring one of the most hated players on an opposing rival into your fold, right? So, Phil, this week at the Steelers game, brought Franco to Oakland. And when I say Franco, I mean Franco Harris. So the guy that, quote, caught the ball, well, we all know it hit the ground yeah, after exactly. it bounced off Frenchie Fuqua in the Immaculate Deception. But Franco, quote, caught the, the, the guy that caught the ball. Well, Phil reached out to – Phil and Franco are buddies, okay? Always have been. And always have been for a long time. Uh, and so uh, Phil – Franco told Phil – one of the things on his bucket list was to uh, go be part of the Raider Nation, be part of the black hole, to be around Oakland one time to see it from the other side before, before the team parted away. So Phil grabs him and brings him to Oakland, and here's a little bit of audio of what it sounded like. Wow, Phil, I can't believe you pulled this off. I mean, be part of the black hole? Thank you, guys. I mean, this is, you know, this is what it's all about. Great competition, you know, great competitive spirit. But in the end, we all come together. You know, there's been some, there's been some amazing rivals that have been friends throughout sports history. You know, Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling. You know, uh, I mean, it, it, it goes on. It, it, uh, Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson had did some did some 
charity work. You know, right, right, I right. mean, I mean, there is just there's just been so many of even even in the political realm with with late President Bush and Bill Clinton became oh, right, right, became right, uh-huh, good friends. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, this is just this is cool. I mean, it, Phil Villapiano. And Franco Harris. I mean, it's not Apollo Creed and Rocky, but hey, <laughs> it's close, bro. It's close. It's pretty freaking you know, close, man. It's that's that's awesome, you yeah. know. And 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 as much as my hatred for Franco Harris runs deep, <laughs> it it you know if 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 Foo says he's okay. Hey, hey, he's okay. Yeah, he still dropped the damn ball, but he's okay. <laughs> hey, if he's a friend of ours, he's a friend of ours, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he can uh, call three times to be a uh, mate. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, knowing all this happened, uh, I reached out to um, someone that we got in touch with last year when we had Phil on the show, and that was his daughter Andrea. Uh, Andrea is another great representative of Raider Nation. Their entire family, as you would expect, are diehard Raider fans. And not only does, obviously, do they have a connection with their dad and and, and the things that he's done for the Raiders, but also um, she's become friends with uh, a famous actor, uh, uh, Will Forte of Saturday Night Live. Sure. And part of this event, that uh, this weekend, was inducting Franco and Will Forte in as honorary members of the black hole. Yeah. Yes, that black hole. Yes, that Franco Harris. Uh, but And Will Forte was part of it as well. So they had all these cool things, all these great interactions and stories that went on around the weekend. So I reached out to Andrea and I said, hey, would you like to come on the show and tell us about the weekend? And uh, so she agreed. And so she joins us here on Raiders Fan Radio. For those of you that are on the YouTubes, You're not going to hear it uh, because we recorded the interview yesterday. Uh, So you'll have to go and listen to the audio podcast to hear that. For those of you on the audio podcast, here, uh, let's listen to the interview. it's definitely worth it. It is such a good interview. It's one of our best. One of our best. It's great. So let's listen to that interview with Andrea Villapiano-Kelly. I'm excited to welcome our next guest to Raiders Fan Radio. She is the daughter of Raiders legend Phil Villapiano. Phil, of course, is the hard-hitting linebacker that uh, helped define the renegade Raiders of the 1970s and uh, since has emerged as one of the best storytellers, one of the most gregarious personalities you'll find in Raider Nation and is certainly beloved by all of us uh, Raider fans. Our guest really has done an awesome job with uh, being an ambassador to Raider Nation and really helping with also an initiative of getting Phil recognized and and help pushing toward uh, his hopefully one day Hall of Fame nomination. So we are excited to welcome to Raiders Fan Radio, Andrea Villapiano-Kelly. Welcome, Andrea. Hello, Raider Nation. Thank you for having me, Murph. Appreciate it. Absolutely, I'm uh, I'm excited to talk to you. We've we've uh, we've been in touch over the past year or so, uh, back to when we uh, we had your dad on our show uh, back in yeah. January around Super Bowl time, and of course had a great time uh, getting to talk to him. And I tried not to fanboy out during our interview because you know your dad was such a uh, a big uh, a big name around our house, being Raider fans, and of course being of uh, Sicilian and Italian descent, like he was the guy. My uncles were like, "Hey, Filipino, everybody loves that guy." I love it. <laughs> but I want to ask you about, but for, before we get into kind of the, the Raiders stuff, in particular the events that happened over this weekend, let's hear a little bit about what it was like for you. What was it like growing up for you with a dad that was this kind of this Raider legend? Okay, so 
it's one of those, simply put, I did not appreciate it until I got older. I didn't understand it. I was just kind of, I guess, used to my dad's wacky ways. I do, I when I said I didn't appreciate it, I was kind of remembering being that either teenage girl or be like, Dad, why are you so loud? You know, I didn't get his fun, huge personality at the time. And at the time, I was, you know, a girl just embarrassed, like, Dad, you're so loud. Why do you have to talk to, you know, everyone at this restaurant? I didn't get it. You know, I, I, I knew... Obviously, that he played football. I remember living in Buffalo. I was born out in California. And then I remember living in Buffalo. We came home to New Jersey in the off seasons. I remember seeing trophies around the house that now I realize what they are, like the Super Bowl, tro- you know, stuff like that. So I do have to admit, I, I should have appreciated more growing up. But at the time, my dad was very cool about it. He wasn't, you know, he, you know. Believe it or not, he was very mellow back home and was under the radar about it, you know? It's something that I just totally, absolutely love and appreciate now. I'm so proud of him. And that's also why I kind of got all these crazy, wacky, you know, whether it's social media or this Hall of Fame thing going, because I, I'm, it's more me. I'm just pumped, you know? I just told him, Dad, this is what we're doing. He goes, all right. <laughs> so, so how, he's as laid back as they come. How aware of you, you know, you mentioned that you, you lived in Buffalo for a while, and your dad did play some, some years in Buffalo, but obviously most notably yeah. is, uh, as a member of the Raiders. How aware right. of you were, or how aware of Raider Nation and, and the Raiders were you? Um, did, did, when did you kind of embrace and kind of get to the point where you were considered a, yourself a Raider fan and like part of Raider Nation and all that? When did that kind of oh, click well, for I you? Mean, Oh, I knew I was I was Raider Nation from the beginning. I'm just saying more personality wise, I didn't get it. Like I didn't know this big personality that, you know, my dad with the stories, like he's known as the voice of the Raiders. Like that's what he's been called now. He the storytelling is out of control. That's also oh, one of his terms, out of control. As you may have heard some other terms that he's used in the media lately to describe a <laughs> yeah. uh ex Raider, but you know, punk and chomp like these were all words that he just uses on a normal basis and you know out of control is another one but um no it's been raiders from the beginning i mean i i grew up thinking that the logo i thought the raider face was my dad like he had us believing he's like oh andy that's me and i just i just went with it i thought that was so cool and i also had two younger brothers so i mean they they were you know as hardcore as it goes too so i mean it's in my blood. Oh, that's you know? that's awesome. You know, I'm glad you brought that up about the uh, the interview that your dad gave recently, and he, and he you know, he, he called out a, a former Raider, and you know what was so cool about that, and what I like so much about the way that, that your dad approaches this stuff is that Obviously, he's not a fan. He's a freaking Raider legend. But he he says what a lot of us fans are thinking. And I, I just yeah. love that, that he's just he's not right. shy to share truth. Right. You know what I mean? And so right. much today, of especially in sports landscape media, you know, you, there's all these crazy things that get floated out there. To have somebody that's that's as grounded right. and as real as your dad is so refreshing. It's such a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, if I have to say anything, I've heard mostly all positive about this just because, like you said, he's been saying what so many people are thinking. And don't get me wrong, because I even talked to him after the interview and the next day. He he is a Cooper fan. Like, he liked him at Bama and all that. And when he started with the Raiders, I just think it was, you know, now you're kind of running your mouth. Well, then here's my dad who's put his earned his time to run his mouth and kind of like, don't bite the hand that fed you kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, 
there's a way of, you know, go to Dallas, enjoy yourself. But, I mean, you don't have to sit there and speak negatively upon your past team or anything like that. It, it just, you know, but then again, you ask Dad his opinion, he's going to give it to you. And that's purely it. It's his opinion. And, the, like, the words he used, like I said, uh, chomp may have been my first word. Like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, that's just in our everyday vocabulary. So it wasn't as mean as – I was pretty impressed. It could have – that was pretty tame for Dad. So, <laughs> They're not to bleep know. anything, right? <laughs> well, you know, you know how it is. I mean, they people want to hear – talk and tell stories and i think it's entertaining and you know like i said he he does like amari cooper i just think hold your comments back mr cooper and absolutely you know absolutely like that. but it, it went over well i had fun with it and uh hey led into a perfect weekend this weekend so. there you go well and i want to yeah. ask you a lot about that weekend before i do want to i want to touch a little bit on the hall of fame last yeah. last year you, you had a great initiative with kind of spearheading the effort to get your dad at a minimum recognized as a candidate and i think that it really got the attention uh of a lot of folks in, in the media outside of you know obviously guys like like me and, and guys like on our show we're all in for your dad to be in the Hall of Fame anyways because we're diehard Raider fans and we remember him and and uh, and, and what he accomplished on the field. But uh, but I think even it went past that. It even went with your efforts on social media. I think it even went past that and really got the attention of a lot of different folks. And so how is that? Uh, st- uh, what, are, what, are your, what are your plans for that? And what are your next steps? We know you have a Facebook group out there and things like what can we share and, and right. uh, what, what, what do you got planned for that? Well, let me start by saying this. It was last Father's Day. Dad comes over. I think I mentioned something about Hall of Fame. And he laughed at me. He's like, Andy, it's all politics. You know, I I made it, you know, I was a candidate years ago, maybe like 12 years ago. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that his name was even in the running, you know. But uh, so that was true. And he he just kind of laughed. He's like, Andy, it's all politics. There's a bunch of my buddies should be in there. Like, we all know that. That's a given. There's so many Raiders that should be in. You know, there's obviously a little Raider bias from back in the day. Personally, I feel like this voting system should be upgraded than, you know, than just some sports writers having the final say. But anyway, I just remember saying to him, Dad, you have nothing to lose. And then that's what got him. He's like, all right, have fun with it. So then I, I went on Facebook. My dad is social media clueless, so he doesn't know anything. And let, But now he's catching on, so he'll check in with me. But I did start this Facebook page called Philville Piano Foo for Hall of Fame. And, I mean, it's picked up. The nicest fans are on there. It's just a good thing. I share all these pictures, whether they be online or I found a bunch of dad's house that I haven't been seen before. And just everyone has just been totally supportive and awesome. And, uh, you know, we have some former teammates on there, too. And then I entered the Twittersphere, whatever you want to call it. I started Twitter, which I was like, you know, I'm into social media, but, like, I just joined that, I think, in August or something like that. And it's Villa Piano is the name. And I just went on with that. And everyone's been amazing, too. So that's that's snowballed a little bit, and it's been fun. And uh, it's cool to follow some uh, other people out there i i did uh connect my bucket list before hall of fame was to connect my dad and tom hanks i don't know if you've heard that yeah because they um, tom hanks used your name let's let's talk about that they used your last name in the movie uh that thing you do it's villa piano's pizzeria right yes they named it so i remember seeing that movie this was all around the same time that i watched that movie i'm like villa piano's i'm like well if 
there's a little piano in our family because it's not really your common name that's out there. And um, also around the same time, there's a there's a documentary called The Rebels of Oakland, and it was about the Raiders of the 70s and the Oakland A's at the time. So it's my dad, Stabler, and Tom Hanks doing commentary. And I'm like, what? Like, that's when I, <laughs> that's when I first learned that Tom Hanks was a Raider fan, let alone a fan of my dad's. So I started putting it all together. Cut to, like, years later, I'm just like, I have to connect these two somehow. I'm like, I've seen interviews where he mentions my dad. I'm like, I just have to do this. So cut to I send some wacky, crazy, big, obnoxious envelope to what I think is his production company. And I'd say a month maybe later, uh, yeah, I did this over the summer. And then September, I received a letter back from Playtone and freaking out. And it was a type that he uses his typewriter. And he said, it is true. I used the little piano, blah, 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 and he mentioned the snake and everybody. So, wow. I mean, it was so cool. I was so pumped, and I don't even know. I, I feel like Dad right now off on a tangent. Sorry, I just <laughs> I okay. got excited. I just, <laughs> um, so, I mean, that also, from social media, that's where, really, that's where that got started. So I just kind of went on a mission. I'm like, I'm going to do, you know, I'm just going to make that happen. And so I did, and I'm pumped. That, so that is so can cool. Can I tell you my next bucket list? Please. Can I tell you my next bucket list? Absolutely. Well, this, ha- this happened this weekend. So I get down on the field, not to jump to this weekend, but um, I go down on the field with dad for warm-ups, and I, you know, I see the Lester Hayes. You know, I love Lester. I saw Mark Davis. I, you know, the whole Gruden, the whole crew, who are just amazing. And I'm standing on the side, like, kind of, like, zoned out, like, taking it all in. And I just look straight up the 50-yard line right in the middle. And I'm literally parallel to Derek Carr. And I'm, like, I, I'm reenacting it now. But in my head, I just kind of, like, raise my hand and do, like, a little wave. And I'm pretty sure he waved back. <laughs> and that made my weekend. So I'm on a new mission to get in touch with him somehow. I don't know. I, I already tweeted. I said, Derek, I'm that random girl that just waved to you. I swear he saw me. But I'm like, I'm that girl whose dad was bringing Franco around the black hole like, you know, a crazy person. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, my boring. son is a huge fan. Like, I mean, it's so cool. But that's just my new mission I started about an hour ago. Well, I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to bet that you're going to be successful in that mission. I, I got a feeling uh, you know the right people to get in touch with to, uh, to be able so to make cool. that happen. That's so funny. Well, that, yeah, well right? so let's 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 go ahead and jump to it, though. You mentioned about the weekend. So you put out a picture that I mentioned when we, we interviewed your dad. I tried not to fanboy out. And I saw this picture that you put up. And talk about the activating the fanboy in me. It was Reggie McKenzie, Lester Hayes, Mark Davis, Reggie Jackson, Franco, uh-huh. and your dad. And I'm like, what yeah. in the world? I'm like, this is yeah. awesome, man. So t- tell us a little bit about well, what it was like. Tell us about it's it's your dad and it's Franco and they're together and they're hanging out at the Coliseum. So tell us what's going on yeah. around all this. Okay, so dad told us that it's on Franco's bucket list to be a spectator at Oakland Coliseum before it's no more. So my dad said, of course, I'm going to escort you around. I'm also going to get you inducted into the Black Hole Hall of Fame, which is an awesome tailgate, the Black Hole. Everyone knows the Black Hole. But I guess, you know, Franco brought Dad out to a Steelers game a while ago. And Dad even, I, I have a video of this, 
at the induction the other day about how the Steeler fans just let him have it. You know, it was great. Dad loved it. You know, eat it up. So he said, we have to induct you and our friend Will Forte from Saturday Night Live um, is also part of Raider Nation. And uh, he's saying, no mercy, you know, let Franco have it, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was an amazing experience. Franco was such a trooper. Like, he just had an awesome smile on the whole time. Um, his wife was there. She's wonderful. It, it was so cool. So Will and Franco became official members of Raider Nation. And then we headed into the game. We went up with JT the Brick and uh, just went around. Dad brought him around to the, the actual black hole. And, you know, we saw the Violator and Gorilla Rilla and, you know, everybody. It was so cool. So it was just a very neat experience that I'm very proud to share with my dad. So it was, it was cool. That was a reunion of all reunions, you know. So, and the wow. fans, Raider Nation, it was so funny. I mean, like, they were really wonderful, you know, and they were wacky at the same time. That's another da- word dad uses, wacky. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it was perfect. So, very cool. So, what's the fan? Oh, okay, so, I mean, I'm just picturing, like, I'm picturing being there, and I'm, I see your dad, and so I would get, I'm like, say, yeah, Phil, foo. And then yeah. I see Franco, and I'd be like, Franco? Like, I mean, like, what are the what are the fans saying uh, when they're when they're seeing oh, these guys together? They're saying, you know, the ball was dropped and all this. <laughs> dad was dad was definitely clipped and uh, stuff like that. But I mean, he just—I'm telling you—he had the smile on his whole time. And uh, I mean, there were fans that were trying to, you know, make him admit it. Did he admit it yet? Did he admit it? You know, so it, it was just—it was so—it was just so cool. And, you know, that's one of those crazy moments that you know don't get to happen all the time but i mean dad and franco have been buddies since day one honestly like they keep in touch franco taunts my dad every year on the anniversary you know what were you doing on this day kind of thing i know franco came to town dad had me blow up this picture and make tons of copies of dad tackling franco on the ground and had to put it everyone's plate at the luncheon, like I mean, it's, it's awesome. So, that yeah. is great. Well, you know, the Raiders Steelers is right. such a just a historic rival uh, rivalry, and and uh, right. you know, for 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 your dad and Franco, I mean, they're no one epitomizes that rivalry better than those two guys, and the, the idea that they have such a good uh, sense of humor about it and, and are good sports about oh, it, that's yeah. that's awesome. You know what I mean? Because it's such yeah. a heated rivalry, you know, and that's right. great. So tell us, okay, so tell us a little bit about the Will Forte thing. So because I, I actually okay, I heard so- Will. Forte Forte on the Rich Eisen show over the summer, oh, yeah. talking about you all. Seemed like I've become friends with the Villa Piano family. Tell us a little bit about how all that went down. Okay, so that started back in 2011, around November 2011. I had a college friend write me, "Hey, I just heard Will Forte do a podcast that mentioned being a Raider fan, and uh, they were talking about your dad." So I, with my social media ness, if you want to make that as a word, <laughs> that's another thing we just make words up. I message him and he writes back. And I was like, you know, I told this to dad. And meanwhile, we planned to go to the, the game in December. I think that was against the Lions back then. And dad's like, invite him. See if he wants to come. You know, whatever. Cut to, he comes. So we plan to meet out. He brings his mom, his brother-in-law. Like, everyone's amazing. And we've been friends and keep in touch ever since then. So we came again. We went again last year to the Giants game out in Oakland. And then they met us up again this year. So we've just been buddies, and he's been great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone loves seeing him. Last year he had his huge beard from when he was doing Last Man on Earth, the show on Fox. So, I mean, it's, it's 
it's been awesome. You know, that's great. we have very, very cool fans. That's great. So he got inducted yeah. into the into the Black Hole yeah. Hall of Fame. Is that it? Okay. He did. He and Franco. That so I fantastic. have some sweet videos of that and pictures, and it's just out of control. Like that's just how our fan base works. It's the it's the best around, you know. Awesome yeah. stuff. Good deal. Well, well Andrew, yeah. I, I I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us and sharing some stories. Uh, we always like to ask our guests for a, a message to Raider Nation before we let them go. And uh, and also we want to promote not only the, the Foo for Hall of Fame Facebook page, but also your your Twitter handle. Uh, is it Villa Piano K? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Villa so piano. Okay. Yeah. I, I always say piano. It's piano, isn't it? Like like the instrument. Villa, Villa, Villa and piano. Yeah. Villa piano. I'm Villa sorry. Piano. So Villa yeah. piano. Okay. So so look for Andrea on uh, on Twitter and then and then the Facebook and and follow her there and, and and support her initiative to to get her dad in the Hall of Fame and then yeah uh, if you got a message for Raider Nation uh, we would love to hear it. I do Raider Nation. I personally want to thank you on behalf of my dad for you guys being so freaking cool and just always giving a laugh with my dad knowing it's always kind-hearted he sometimes has no clue what he's saying just like i guess that's where i get it from but he's <laughs> the best he has i've never seen someone more committed and dedicated to the raider way and he's so proud of the organization i don't think he ever really says anything negative he just loves it with all of his heart and it, our whole family couldn't be more thankful so we thank you guys, and thanks for always laughing and following my dad along. It's been awesome. Absolutely. Well, that well, well, you're great. We we appreciate your fandom. Uh, we appreciate your time spent with us here. Appreciate you sharing those stories with us, and we'll look forward to uh, to seeing where this uh, Hall of Fame thing goes. Okay. And uh, and and definitely keep it. It's it's great for us as fans to see stuff like this because it gives us an insight, you know, to right. to, to that. And, yeah. it, and so we really do appreciate you sharing all that back with us. So thank, thank you. you very you know much. What I, I'd like to add that I want Raider Nation to just keep it positive because some plan is in the works with all this, you know, transformation going on. And I do believe in Gruden and I believe that, you know, if if you're just going to hate on every single move that's going and there's 31 other teams out there, you know, (laughs) the true true fans. I understand people get upset. I get upset too, but I, I do believe in my heart that we're on our way back and it will happen. So just, you know, keep it positive. All right, there we go. There's our interview with Andrea Villapiano Kelly, Uncle Mosh. She's a great storyteller too, huh? You can oh tell. Oh my that. gosh, that, yeah, that, right? that apple didn't fall far from the tree. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. So I love the um, I just just the the overall stories are great, and I love how she's such a fan. Like to hear her kind of fangirl out about Derek Carr, I'm like, that was so cool. Like you don't like I would just expect that this would be like. Oh, just kind of you get used to it because yeah. your dad's a Raider legend and because you've been around it your whole life. You just kind of you would think that you would just kind of become used to that. Stuff. Sure. But to hear that, like she had like a moment where she's like, oh, my gosh, there's Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That was so cool, man. Yeah. I love that. I love and that. and, and, and I, I love the story that she mentioned about about Wilson's old partner. You know, uh, oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. name that that won't be that won't be. Yeah, named. But yeah. hey, but she had a great story about him. But but he's 
I'm softening there a little bit. Wow, you know, you really? we, we we can't go into that. We, we won't get into we won't get into, we won't right get into the to the details about that we, actor, but but yeah, that was I thought that was pretty funny that that she actually she brought him up and yeah. she's not aware of what we what we had with with the Tom issues Hanks, that but, we had there. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, but that was a great interview. So thank you again to Andrea. Thank you for taking time for us here in Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, we've had a, a really good time getting to, to talk to you and to your dad as well and appreciate you kind of bringing us into that fold. And as I mentioned to her, um, it's it's so cool for us to be able to talk to people like that because it gives us fans kind of sure, an insight sure. into those things that you don't get from watching ESPN or the NFL Network even or whatever. You know what I mean? And so it's it's cool to hear those stories and to hear those things. So uh, So thank you very much to Andrea for joining us here on uh, on Raiders Fan Radio. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. We need a producer, <laughs> Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mosh, we're sitting here looking at each other. Those of you on the YouTubes, I'm sure you can see it. We're sitting here staring at each other going, oh, you, I go, you go. You who's go, button? I go. Who's, who's, who's button? Who's who's button? Who's button? We got 87,000 <laughs> buttons here, and neither of us is willing to push one. Hey, and, and I got to tell you too, Mosh, this has been a crazy week. So I made a couple of notes here. Before we get into this next, next segment, there's so much to do, to do and talk about this week. We're not going to get to it all. Look, uh, there is no... We would be here for four hours if we tried to get a comprehensive show to cover everything because not only did we beat the Steelers, not only did they induct Franco and Will Forte into the, the Black Hole Hall of Fame, the Reggie McKenzie got fired, Oakland sues the Raiders, we've got our last home game now coming up, we don't know where we're going to play next, and today they announced Las Vegas is the 2020 NFL Draft. Yeah. I'm like, what the crap, man? I'm like... like we're, like we got jobs man like we got you know what i mean like at some point i gotta go to work i man. gotta work i, I gotta can't work. i can't just do raiders fan radio all day long every day it's crazy man it's just crazy so i gotta we gotta remember these times in uh like june when it really is you and i sitting around looking at each other going I don't know what you want to talk about next. You want, you want to bring up some old Gruden highlights yeah, from yeah, 2001 yeah. again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. So it's just crazy. The amount of news that's flowing out there for Raiders is just is just insane. All right. So um, I mentioned uh, one of those big things was the now lawsuit that's been filed against the Raiders uh, by the city of Oakland. Now, this is filed by the city against not only the Raiders, but all uh, 32 teams in the NFL. <laughs> good luck and with that. Good luck with that. And, you know, Uncle Mosh, I'm ready to go 30. I'm ready to go 30 with the city of Oakland. Do you know what going 30 is? No. Is that like going to the mattresses? Uh, <laughs> I don't like maybe I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so my 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 son, my oldest son, uh, uh, your your great uh, was it great grand nephew, great grand nephew, great grand nephew, right? Named after you. Uh, we're in the kitchen and he, and I'm and I'm getting fired up about something because that's what I do. I yeah. talk with my hands and yeah, I get yeah, fired. Yeah. So I'm all fired up about something. And he goes, "Dang, Dad, you just went thirty on that." I forget what it was. He goes, "Dang, you just went thirty on that." And I go, "Went thirty? I go, what are you talking about?" And he goes, "You don't know what going thirty is?" No. And I go, "No." I go, "What is that?" He goes. Well, it's at school. He goes, you know, if like you got like a little bit of a beef or something with somebody, he goes, you just ask them if they want to go 30. And I, and I, and I go, what are you talking? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you step in the bathroom and you go at each other. You go for 30 seconds. And he goes, and then it's over and then you're done. And I go, like, you fight? And he goes, well, it's kind of like play fight. And he goes, but yeah. He goes, you just go in there and hit each other for 30 seconds and then it's over. And then you just go on about your day. And I'm like, 
that's amazing. I'm like, you just go for 30. I'm yeah, like, but see, it, it, growing up in an Italian household, we just called that dinner. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got to yeah, remember, yeah. my mom yeah. had four kids, right? I had a single ma. My mom was a widow, and she had four kids. But my ma, there was so there was five of us at the dinner table. Yeah. My ma, just to piss everybody off, would only make nine pieces of chicken. <laughs> So, so somebody <laughs> only got one. And people wonder why they're like they're like, Coach, Mosh, why do you eat so fast? Because I want that second piece of chicken. I'm only gonna chop it once to make sure it's dead and then I'm swallowing. Right? I don't even care what it tastes like, but I got two. You only got one. So so there was a lot of go thirties. It was it was full contact fried chicken at our house. <laughs> I, I know, I know what go through. All right, all right. And then, and, and so, then, and so, then, that's, so that's what the high school kids are calling about. It. So they're going I love 30. It. I love I it. Love I it. thought it was great. So you go 30. All right, so I'm going to go 30 on the city of Oakland here. Yeah, go. All right. I got a problem. I got a problem. I got a problem. Yeah, it's with, me. Well, no, 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 no. No, you share, you, you share the extra piece of chicken with me. There you go. Um, I, I got a problem with class action lawyers. I got a problem with third-party lawyers I'm with you. I that hate come in. tort attorneys, so man. This is not the city of Oakland. They've hired two outside firms that are going to now sue the NFL. These firms have made a career out of suing big yep. business. Yep. Yep. The lady that's the city attorney now for, for Oakland, she has made a living on suing big business. I'm not even all that necessarily opposed to suing big business because people like Monsanto or some of the, the scummiest companies sure, in the world, sure, sure. I get it. But the NFL is not Monsanto, so what are we doing here? And the whole idea that they're trying to take down IP, intellectual property, which we have been on the wrong end of because someone tried to come after us because of what we created. You come after my created content. If you come after the logo that my dad created and you want to sue me for right, it, right. F you, Oakland. F you. I got a major pro- I'm ready to go 30 on a mosh. This stay in Oakland behind me right here, this is the last week you're going to see that. I've 10 kinds of pissed off. And look, I don't live in Oakland. And I don't. And I grew up in San Jose. I understand what my role is in this. I don't live there anymore. But being from there and also this, I know who our audience is. I understand our demographics. And 10% of our listeners come from Oakland and the San Francisco Bay Area. 10%. Yep. 20% yep. of you are in Los Angeles or at least Southern California, and the rest of you are all over the gosh dang globe. That's so right. you're thinking the same way that I'm thinking. And look, I'm not taking a shot at the people that live in Oakland. I understand they're taking the team away from you. They're taking away your game day experience, your tailgates, and all those things, and it's a shame and it's a travesty in the terms of sports that that's being robbed from you. But the way that Oakland is playing petty with them and now they're suing the Raiders – it's trash. It is. Trash. Good rant. Great rant. And you know what? And I'd be willing to bet that you'd have people that would back what you're saying that are dissatisfied with the way that Oakland politics are run anyway. So there it you know. There you go. Well, and Uncle Mosh, so we had an interview, and I'm not going to be able to play it today, uh, or at least right here on this show. I'm going to play it separately. And um, we had an interview with, I want to make sure that I get her, her name right. She was awesome. Her name is Kimberly Vekerlov, and she is a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle, and she does. She's not a sports writer. She is a uh, economy and uh, um, financial reporter, and 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 reports on Oakland and the East Bay uh, collectively for the Chronicle. And she wrote a great article, actually a handful of great articles about what this is. What can? What are the expectations? What are the goals here? What? Are, 
She does an amazing job of breaking it down, so I'm not going to get into the weeds on it now. Look for that, Raider Nation. I will have that up for uh, for you soon, if not tonight. Uh, I will have it up tomorrow. Listen to this interview with her. It's short. It's only like 15 minutes long, and she does an absolute great job of breaking down what the, the context of all of this is and what this means because at the end of the day, it's this, is that they're, they're basically suing the Raiders on kind of a whim. There's not any uh, legal backing or, or it's it's absolutely misplaced at best, and that's it. Well, I hear you laughing over there. What's going on, Mosh? <laughs> I'm dying because, <laughs> of course, I'm you, all I'm all going thirty you, over you, here, and you're you, laughing. You got so many fans. You got so many fans on the on the chat, and they love List, you, man. And they, and they and they and they and they and they go to you, and they and they and they back you, and they and they love what you say. But sometimes they keep you humble. Okay, and, humble me. And and Ron goes. This is this is Ron's second quote of the night. Okay. He goes, "Man, I love this HD. It lets you see the spittle fly as he rants." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Ron. Uh, yeah, it's because I, I got I got Lacroix coming out of my mouth. I'm sweating. <laughs> I got snot and everything. I'm fired up, man. This stuff fires me up. You know, I, uh, you know, and, and I'll I'll say this real fast, and then you know. I had a conversation offline with Kimberly. She asked me about, after we got done with the interview, she asked me, she said, how do you feel about this? And I said, well, you know, since we're kind of off the record and, you know, never anything we do is quote off the record, but, you know, since we were, we were done with the interview, I said, you know, this sucks. It's like watching your parents fight. I'm like, this is like what, you know, you got the A's versus the Raiders. The A's with this whole rooted in Oakland thing, which is Al marketing and has nothing to do with anything. If it were up to the A's, they'd be the San Jose A's or the Santa Clara A's or the Fremont A's or the St. Petersburg A's, maybe the Portland A's. Like, stop me if you've heard this before. They've already lost the Warriors. Like, you know, so, you know, the city of Oakland and with this commitment to the A's and this whole rooted in Oakland thing, it's rooted in marketing. It doesn't, it's not real. So don't buy into it because it's not true. What's true is that the city of Oakland has not done, uh, did not, act enough to help the Raiders stay and you can get hung up on things like public funding and I get it and I absolutely understand why the city would not want to commit public funds but we're not talking about like them scratching a check we're talking about them donating land and they were donating land that was already there and now what's going to happen to that land nothing well you You know know what I mean so it's just you brought up a really good point on Monday was Mikey and Murph you were talking about the game day experience now we live in Tennessee and 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 we live where where the the stadium is that the Titans play is surrounded by walking distance by a, a number of of hopping joints, great bars and and family restaurants and quick fa- fast food restaurants. There's a game day experience that can be had by just w- with walking a short distance. In addition to the the the, the uh, all the tailgate stuff and all that, but at Oakland Coliseum. You got the game, and that's it. That's and, it. And, and, and it's, you know, I'll be 60 in, in 11 days, and, and as a kid, I remember going to Oakland, and it was always like that. It, so, so in 50-plus years that I have memories of going to the Oakland Coliseum, there has been no urban renewal. There's been no buildup. There's been nothing. It's, and, and I always, so I always thought that, you know, that's, that's where, where stadiums were. They were on this area oh. that, that, you know. Because Candlestick the, was like that, too. Candlestick was like that, too. It's in the worst part of town, you know. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. You yeah. know, is this is this this land that they reclaimed, 
You know, uh, I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's just a shame and looking at it, and I get fired up because I care, and I and I listen. I love the Oakland fans, and you know the people that are city fans and the stay in Oakland folks, and and the forever Oakland and all that. You have nothing but my respect. So please don't mistake my Absolutely. passion for Absolutely. this. Absolutely, it is not directed at you. It is directed at the politicians. It's directed at people like Libby Schaff. It's those are the people that uh, you know the the idea of and all the work that those folks did to try to keep the team god bless you folks and i and i wish that it would have been uh you know better served because unfortunately uh the city did not have your back and and that's that's just a shame so anyways uncle mosh so i gotta i'm gonna play something so if all this stuff weren't bad enough there's a report that comes out right on channel five uh in the bay area right comes out and uh there's this guy named jim quinn all right jim quinn is one of the city attorneys i want you to hear this snarky ass answer that Jim Quinn has when this lady's conducting a, a legitimate news interview, an on location interview, and listen to this smart ass answer he gives you. There's there's little kind of like three questions to this, and listen to the last one. You know, we checked the schedule, and the Raiders have a home game here on Christmas Eve. But I'll tell you, the city just delivered them a lump of coal in the form of a lawsuit. December 24th, they're supposed to play at the Coliseum. Good luck. You know, go Raiders. But the city of Oakland has filed a lawsuit to recover damages resulting from the Raiders' planned move to Las Vegas. Damages including lost revenue, money Oakland taxpayers invested in the Raiders. The owners of the NFL have essentially boycotted uh, the city of Oakland. The federal antitrust and breach of contract lawsuit names the NFL, the Raiders, and each of the 31 NFL clubs as defendants. Oakland seeking the maximum amount of damages available. The Raiders have made a threat saying, you filed this lawsuit, we're not playing in this town anymore. Well, the way they're playing, I don't think the city of Oakland really cares that much. Oh, did he really oh, play that again? Did yeah, he, he really did. Just yes, say he that? did. Well, the way they're playing, I don't think the city of Oakland really cares that much. Who is this guy? Jim Quinn, city attorney for the city of Oakland. Sent him an email. Holy yeah, mackerel. that's what this is. This is petty parting shots at the freaking Raiders because they know they're gone. And listen, and, and I, here's, a, here's the breaking news for Was you. Was he at the game? <laughs> Did he see us whip Pittsburgh? Yeah, I know, right? What an idiot. What an idiot. And so check this out. So when I talked to Kimberly, and this was just a few hours ago when I talked to her, when I did the interview with Kimberly, she dropped some breaking news on us. Uh, the Raiders withdrew their proposal for 2019 and 2020. So not only are they gone, they are for real gone. She said it was they had a proposal on the table to pay Oakland $7 million in a lease on t for 2019 and, if need be, another $9.5 million to play there in 2020. And so they she while, like she found out right before we got on the interview that they pulled it off. So it's it's done. It's over. The Raiders are gone. Jeez. So now, so where are they going to play, Mosh? Well, there's a handful of places, okay? They could go to Santa Clara and share a, the stadium with the uh, with the Niners. That uh, uh, Levi Stadium was built to house two NFL teams. Right, right, right. So the the logistics are in place. The infrastructure is in place. That probably is would be a good place for them to do it. Now, I know the Raiders are dead set against sharing a stadium with the Niners, and I am too, but, you know, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. That's another one that that probably could make a lot of sense. Cal and Stanford is out. They don't have the infrastructure. Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas is out. They don't have the infrastructure. 
The Alamo Dome in San Antonio is very real as far as ability to be able to handle the the logistics of an NFL game, but it's so far from Oakland because they're keeping their offices in Alameda. So it's so far from Oakland. Does that make sense to have your game days essentially, you know what I mean, your road game in it every time anyways? And then the last option they're talking about now is we'll just be nomads. We'll just play Mexico City. We'll play in London. We'll just play our home games. We'll be abroad. So you know, when, uh, when we'll, the we'll, Houston we'll Oilers moved to Tennessee, when they did that, they they were home. They were they still had their their a lot of their offices. Bud Adams, the owner, was still in Houston, and then they they started to make their transition until the stadium was built to to Middle Tennessee to to Nashville. But they played all their home games. If you remember right, that first year in Memphis. Yeah, they played the Liberty Bowl. They played yeah, the Liberty uh-huh, Bowl, uh-huh. and you know, and it was, and it was a, you know, a, a four-hour drive, you know, uh, two hundred thirty-one miles, you know, and and it was, it, it was not an uncommon thing. It, 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 the guys thought of it as they were still home games, you know. Yes. It wasn't, it, it wasn't that unheard of to do that. So the Raiders aren't breaking new ground here. They're just, they're just saying you're not going to push us around. You know, and a lot of a lot of the chat is commenting on it, saying, "Hey, you know, uh, what I said probably three, four, five weeks ago, and since then, that you don't want to take on the NFL. Are you stupid? Is Oakland that stupid? But you know what? If I were a lawyer that was standing to make millions of dollars, win, lose, or draw, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? Well, and that's the thing. So these things. So they say they're pro bono. So the 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 attorneys are not going to uh, take any money unless they uh, unless they win. But the the thing is about that is that if the NFL countersues them, well, then that comes off the table. Someone's got to pay for that. And so uh, is that going to stick Oakland with the with the money? So it's funny you you brought up about taking on all thirty two. And I want to bring some clarity. You know, I want to try to distill this down a little bit, um, Uncle Mosh. I'm not a smart man, um, but in my day job. I've done a lot of studying of antitrust laws, sure. which is the whole basis of this this lawsuit. Antitrust laws, and what does it mean when you hear antitrust laws and the Raiders and the NFL violated antitrust? Antitrust is put in place to keep companies from colluding to drive price fixing in a market or create monopolies. So it's a way, so if you and I are gonna bid for the Christmas tree business, we can't collectively go, okay, I'll bid $25, you bid $25, and then they'll be forced to pay $25. Right, right, right. Right? It's, that's what antitrust rules is. That's the heart of it, okay? So what they're saying against the NFL is that because there's 32 independent businesses, because the NFL is not owned by one person. That's right. It's 32 independent businesses. Because of that, by nature, they're violating antitrust because they all collectively work together towards a towards a common uh, uh, solution or, or mm-hmm. decision so that's the crux of it well that argument and that the, the the ability to litigate that is weak at best like it's most likely not going to hold up so uh and to give you an example like the the difference the contrast it if you think in terms of like wwe well if vince mcmahon decides to do something you can't sue him for antitrust rule because He's the guy. You can't sue Dana White for what UFC does because he's the, he's the guy. guy. Yep. Right? Well, the NFL doesn't work like that. You got Jerry Jones, you got Robert Kraft, you had sure. Bob McNair, sure. you had right, you had Mark Davis, right? You had that that's how how ownership is set up. So you're talking about them quote colluding or them acting as one. Um and that's where not to get political about it, but that's where like what 
Kaepernick's case was. Well, that, that this wasn't one, this wasn't Vince McMahon saying you can't wrestle. This wasn't Dana White saying you can't fight. This was 32 owners saying you can't play football. So that's where he says it's collusion because they're collectively acting together. So sure. I hope that brings a little bit of clarity. So that's what the city of Oakland is, is then trying to do. And so what does it mean for us as fans? And the whole reason that I even wanted to bring all this up is that what does all this mean? Well, it means that our team is going to play their last freaking home game on Christmas Eve. So for those of you that are getting a chance to go to the game, anybody that was on the fence about going to the game, go to the, go game. To the game. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm so thankful that, that I was able to get out there earlier this year. And I'm so thankful for all of you that were able to attend games this year and are going to make the Christmas Eve game because, Mosh, this is it. This is absolute uh, the last time that we're going to get a chance to see the Oakland Raiders. All right, one more. You want to go one more? Want to go one more thing? You want to go to CC? Uh, let's go CC. All right. So, last thing I'll, we'll, we'll we'll kind of touch on is this: is that the whole crux of all this? Why did all this stuff come up? It's because the Raiders need a new place to play, man. The Raiders needed uh, a, a legitimate facility, and uh, CC Sabathia, Vallejo uh, native uh, and diehard Raider fan, now pitcher for the for the Yankees, and uh, he was on the Good Morning Football Show and uh, talking a little bit about the Raiders and about the necessity for them to to. Uh, to relocate <laughs> all right the idea is a couple years down the road the raiders will be back you're gonna have all these picks you got another pick for cooper these picks are gonna pan out there's gonna be a new stadium there's gonna be a new city there's gonna be a new glitz does that get you going at all maybe 2020 the, the th- we it does and i was just i was just saying i was in vegas this this past weekend and it's all raiders so that's okay. exciting you know Already. what i mean it is yeah Everybody's excited about the Raiders. T-shirts all in the airport. Everywhere you go, it's all Raiders. Las stuff, so. Vegas Raiders as a concept is cool to you? It is. Yeah. It is. a new stadium. As as a fan, I said, like I said, is is it sucks as a fan because I'm from, you know, the Bay Area yeah. and we're losing a team. But as a as a um, athlete, like I know what that Coliseum is like. Mm. And it's disgusting in there. You play. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> that place is bad, man. It's bad. It's so bad. they need a new place. Right. And, and as a fan, you want yeah. a place like nice to go and like hang out. So yeah. I think it'll be fun. I'm excited. He called it disgusting, Mosh. There was reports this week that there were mice in the vending machines. Oh. Come on, man. We need a new place to play. Oh. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. Well, you know what that music means, that soundbite, that excitement. It's time for the Sea of Fans mailbag. But you know, we got a couple things we got to talk about. Okay, so last week I was a little off my game. I was a little on the way. I'm not making excuses here, but we didn't we didn't really give our Sizzler award. And the reason we didn't give the Sizzler award is because we had that that we had Dave in the in the studio. Dave was the Sizzler. Dave was our Sizzler. <laughs> Dave was our our buddy. Dave's a great guy. He's our buddy. He's uh. He's the reason that we beat the Steelers because Dave came over. That's right, yeah. He he did the show with us, and then he came back Sunday to watch (laughs) the game, and uh, Dave's got a 100% losing streak. He sure does. 100% (laughs) losing streak. Every time he comes over here wearing that stupid mustard and black outfit of his, and the the, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Squealers lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So, so Dave, so, congratulations! You get the Sizzler, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Sizzler will be back this week. So I got All my right. chart. 
I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. So before we do that. So tell them what the Sizzler is, Mosh. So the Sizzler is, the Sizzler is this. Sizzler. 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 Sizzler is our best call of the week. Now, all of our calls are great. We do this show for our calls. Yes. We love, we're, we're, we're Raiders fan radio. It's all about you guys. It's all about the fans. And so it's, it's like, it's the, it's the hot take, man. It's the, it's the one that goes, Oh, love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one sizzled. <laughs> but we got a little bit of thing we got to work on. We got a little bit of dynamic that we got to tweak just a bit. We got Hit a- me with that. All right, so uh, you know, guys know, and I love it when you talk about in the chat when Google when Google Voice claims people, right? When when claims a victim because they uh, they don't get their call in under the three minute mark. And guys, uh, we have uh, your your response and interaction to our show is is amazing, and oh, we have the best listeners and the and the and the best folks that interact with us. And I'm thankful for the growth that our show has had. Uh, we you know we often joke about you know whenever we get into a new professional market and what in a country abroad and whatnot. Um, but the truth of it is that our show grows uh, every single week, and we get more and more correspondence and keep the voicemails and all that stuff coming. But I'm gonna say two things. Number one, the best way to get in touch with our show is by the see a fans mailbag call us or send us an email uncle Bosch and i will always get those i love the facebook messages the twitter messages the facebook interactions and the posts and the all that stuff but it gets to be there's so many of them that i only got because i do have a job and i got to get to to those at sometimes so i'm not griping and, I'm, and i don't want to discourage anybody from reaching out but please know that if i miss you on facebook uh it's just because there's just so many so if you definitely want to get to us Hit us uh, on the on the see uh, a fans mailbag. Those will always get to us. And the more concise we can make those messages, the better off it'll be. So not only don't get claimed by the three minutes on Google Voice, but if you could get that thing in there in a minute, minute and a half, two minutes tops, then that will allow us that much more room to not only one respond to you, but two get everybody in because we're getting yeah. to a point where. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, again, I want to discourage anybody, but no, and we don't want to leave anybody out. We don't want to leave anybody out, right? So, so condense them, and 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 they, you know what? When you condense them, they sizzle more. They sizzle more. They sure do. (laughs) All right, so let's get to our first uh, sizzler candidate, and I hear from somebody, Uncle Mosh, we hadn't heard from in a while, and that is Made Man Red up in Yakima, Washington. Yo, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Sunny, what's going on? Red up here in Yakima. Been a while since I've touched bases with you guys. My grandma <laughs> caught the cancer. I had to take care of her for a while. And, uh, well, I'm back. And, uh, what about that game? Steelers, huh? As, from what I understand, the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger as their starting quarterback is winless in Oakland. Yep. Winless. It looked like we were playing better. A lot better. Can't wait for the draft. Got them three first round picks. I think it would be nice to end up with Ed Oliver out of Houston, move him over to the end and let him rush the quarterback because he's undersized to play interior D-line. But I think he'd be perfect off the edge rushing the quarterback. And uh, much respect to Chapel Q-Dog. I'll be touching bases with you guys more often. Keep up the good work, guys. Love the show. Go Raiders. 
All right. Thank you very much, Red. Appreciate you calling. Good to hear from you. And uh, prayers up, man, for Grandma there. I hate to hear that that news. And uh, we've definitely missed you, but look forward to hearing from you uh, more going forward. And, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, pass rush opportunity in the draft. And, uh, you know, speaking of Q-Dog, his guy, Josh Allen, uh, we're all kind of falling in love with the potential that he's got. Of course, and Q-Dog in his call is going to talk about him later. But, uh, anyways, good to, good to hear from you, Red. Uh, Uncle Mosh, you got a couple emails this week, don't you? I do. So uh, I heard from Paul, our 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 guy. <laughs> Paul just cracks me up. He's Paul's overseas. He's across the pond, and he says, uh, uh, "Commiserations." This this one came from two weeks ago, and he says, "Commiserations." Yeah, we the- skipped them last week. Yeah, we. Uh, that was my and, fault. And no, that was Dave's fault. Oh, it was Dave's fault. We yeah, got yeah, bl- yeah. Oh, you know what? I just everything gets from now on. Dave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No matter what, a year from now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fault. all blamed on Dave's Dave. fault. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he he was talking about his first email. He was talking about the loss to the to the Kansas City Cheats, and um, you know he says, but he says something that we all said. We can take away so many positives from the game and the confidence that the kind of performance puts into a young group, even in defeat, will be huge going forward. And and almost as if he almost as if he was like. The rest of us were saying, you know, that's what we were looking for. That's what we took away. And we and and really in defeat, we everybody was pretty positive after the Kansas City yeah, game. Yeah. Um anyway, he he finishes out his email and he says, uh, I'm pumped up about going into uh uh the next few games in the coming weeks. Uh thanks for all you do. Well then he he followed it up this week and he says, uh Paul Egerton here from uh, Shropshire, UK in Mississippi. And I love that. And, uh, he says, uh, what a great performance and results against the, Pits- the Pittsburgh Squealers. There have been signs in recent weeks that we have been improving, and Sunday we put things together really well. Coach Gruden and DC are using the same playbook, and we're looking competitive. It's a shame the season isn't starting now. Amen. Confidence is growing, and he, and, you know, and it goes on to talk about stuff. Well, then he says, uh, he finishes his, his correspondence with, it was a real treat to see Lester Hayes on the sideline giving advice. When I first started watching our great nation back in the day, Lester was my first hero. I love number 37 to this day. Maybe he was passing on the modern-day stickum to Gary and Conway. <laughs> uh, big shout-out to Q-Dog. I'm being made capo. Uh, there's no one that deserves that accolade more. And of course we agree totally keep up the good work fellas regards, Paul. Awesome job, Paul. Thank you for the emails as always. You know, Paul mentioned Lester there and about how he was mentoring, uh, uh, young Gary and Conley, which was awesome. Um, but also we, you know, we talked about, uh, Andrea Villapiano earlier and, uh, had an interview. She also shared a picture that was, you want to talk about going fanboy? I saw this picture, uncle Mosh. I sent it to you. And, you know, it's got Reggie McKenzie in it, so that's a little, a little sad there. Uh, so no disrespect to him. But when I, but the rest of the guys in the picture, so it's Reggie McKenzie, it's Lester Hayes, it's Mark Davis, it's Reggie Jackson, it's Franco, and Phil all standing oh. there next to each other. And I'm like, what the crap? I'm like, dude. There's like three of my heroes right there, man. At least you know what I mean. And then a, a bunch of other people that's that I like, respect. That's like you know what I mean? President. That's like 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 five living presidents or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that was great. Jeez. Yeah, that was cool, I, man. Uh, Especially seeing Reggie, like, because you know, being such Oakland fans, A's fans, and, and you know, Reggie, like, give me an idea. And look, and all that rant I went on earlier and all that. I listen one time. This is back when I used to partake. 
I was like 22 years old. Went to an A's game, had a fireworks show afterwards, and they let you on the field yeah. to go see the fireworks show. You know what I did after the fireworks show? Tell me. I went out into right field and ate grass. You know why? Because Reggie played there. Yeah. Now, granted, it was after about one or 19 beers. But right, still, right, right. like the point of it is so is that like that's that's my the Oakland Coliseum. Like I literally grew up there like that. Like, I mean, that's my place. And that was he. Reggie was one of my guys. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and not just mine, but ours, like uh, our uh, family like that. Sure. Reggie was sure. like our freaking hero, man. And, and so to see him there. With Phil and, and with Lester Hayes. Like, man, that was awesome. That was my, a great my picture. first jersey was A's jersey. Was, it, was, yeah, the, Reggie was, it, was the Reggie Jackson, Jackson jersey you bought me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. That, yeah. Number Reg, nine, Reggie yeah. Jackson. Old Reggie's school. The, old school Reggie's Reggie. Reggie's the real deal, yeah, man. Absolutely. So that was really cool. But anyways, I digress. Let's go ahead and hear uh, next caller and go to uh, who we got. Houston, Houston Raiders Steve. Steve. Yeah. Hey, Murph and Mosh, this is Houston Raiders Steve. I just left the Raiders game. <laughs> we won my... For three points, all those Bumblebee fans over there, they can go back to Craftsburg, Pittsburgh, whatever you want to call it. Hey, I was lucky to be on field before the game for the pregame ceremony for the flag. Man, being on the field, seeing Ben and all them running out there. Pregame, I saw I went over the black hole. I saw Bill, Phil Villapiano. Franco Harris got a picture with Franco. Villapiano was yelling, the ball touched the ground. The ball touched the ground. <laughs> Man, what a great win. I've seen a lot of losses out here in Oakland. This is the first time in a long time. I've been out here three games for the Steelers, and they've been 3-0 and against the Steelers. So that plane flight to Houston's going to be a heck of a lot easier, man. And I was cheering my butt off for all you great Raider fans that called in to the Fan Cave, Mikey's thing, Raider Nation podcast. This is my last game in Oakland. It's an emotional time, man, for the flight ceremony. And uh, seeing Franco, seeing Villapiano out there at the Black Hole tailgate with uh, JT the Brick and uh, uh, Ron Rivera, the founder of the Black Hole. We're just going to take it one day at a time. What a great Christmas Hanukkah Quasar present. You guys, I love you all, man. Keep hanging in there. Man, what a send-off. Flying back to Houston tomorrow, man. I couldn't be happier, man. We pulled it out. Raiders for life. Never walk the plank. Never jump a ship. God bless. Love you all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Super cool. Good job, Houston yeah, Raiders, Steve. Great job. call. You know, Mosh, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. And, you know, I'm, of course, I've been a little fiery and a little wired tonight. But uh, you can hear the passion in his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can hear the passion, yeah. almost like you know, like almost like his voice is creaking a little bit there, like because like that's his last game at the Coliseum, last time to see the Raiders, and especially to be on the on the field for the flag ceremony and all that. Like that's that's really cool stuff, man. And that's the thing that, and that's why you know, look, regardless of how you feel about all this stuff, at the end of the day, we're all you know passionate Raider fans, and so however that manifests in you and whatever your opinion is. I respect all of it. You know what I mean? And, and so, and, and because of that, because of the, you know, because it hits us, man. It's like we get, the, we, we got an emotional connect, connection to this team and, and, uh, and the things around it, you know, whether we like it or not. So anyways, great, great stuff there, Steve. Really enjoyed that phone call. Uh, all right, Uncle Mosh, let's go next up to uh, our buddy, made man, Alberto in Los Angeles. Alberto from LA. What did I say? Remember like three weeks ago, I was like, the Raiders are going to beat the Steelers. And look what happened. 0-4, Ben Roethlisberger in Oakland, greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, right. This game, just to show you that John Gruden is not an idiot. People picture him as an idiot that, oh, John Gruden is training all these players. He's doing all this. He's doing all that. He doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And just show you this game, the defense played good, good for what? It was like two quarters. I think the Raiders shut down the Steelers' offense. Then the Raiders on offense, 
it was kind of shaky today, but still, John Gruden's not an idiot. And when we get the players that we need, this team is going to be ki- killing it. John Gruden's not an idiot as well. Cause you, you, they scored 20, like, like 20 points in the second half. John Gruden's not an idiot. I'm impressed with his defense. A lot of people haven't been talking about the defense, and I think the defense is, you know, an underrated part of this of this season, and it's been better. It's I think this defense is better than last season's. Turnovers, there's more turnovers. Sacks, not as much. We're not going to mention who who the sack leader last year was, but either way, the defense with a, with good players next season, we're going to be killing it. We might have the best defense next season or the next season. And Uncle Mosh, I'm just as happy as you are. Man, I hate the Steelers. I can't stand them. <laughs> black and gold, more like a wannabe silver and black. I also want to mention why uh, I love listening to you guys' podcast so much and YouTubers is because the media always paints us as a bad football team. Well, we, I mean, we are right now, but they always say is like, oh, we're stupid and et cetera, et cetera. F the media. Either way, go Raiders. I don't Kamash, what do you think there? He's he's on board with you. Happy we beat the Steelers. And you've been, you've been saying this a long, you know, and I – uh, I really, you know, and I, I appreciate a lot of people's opinions that aren't, you know, Skip Bayless and whatnot. But, you know, as far as people that I interact with on a regular basis, I really appreciate your perspective on Gruden and the the rebuilding portion of this. And even though we didn't realize it was a rebuilding in, early on, you've kind of maintained that there is a bigger picture that he's been rebuilding from the get go. Even before we realized there was an on field rebuild, you were talking about the overall rebuild of the organization and so i really have, have, have appreciated your stance on this and it's at this point really coming to fruition and it's showing that that's exactly what was going on well you know i i gotta go back to some things that i've seen some things that i've heard not from the media but from the players every single one of them that we have heard has talked about buying into the culture and i've said from the beginning it works from the top down and Gruden has rebuilt the culture. And when you get when you you start that with the players, when he holds four games ago, when he walked by and he slaps our defensive coordinator with the playbook on the belly and said, "What the hell's going on, dude?" <laughs> you know, it's from the top down. He's holding everybody accountable, and everybody knows that they're accountable to each other. And that's what a good coach does. You 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 hold each other accountable. You coach them up. You, you, you take the blame when the blame is needed to be taken, and you move on. You take your losses. You t- we took our loss in Kansas City, and we learned from it, and we come out the next week, and we kick the crap out of the Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I, call me drunk, Gruden drunk. I'm taking it. I'm owning it. I'm owning <laughs> it. I'm no more NyQuil. It's Gruden. <laughs> All right, next up, let's go here from our buddy, Central Valley Raider. What's going on, Murph? What's going on, Uncle Mosh? This is Central Valley Raider calling just to congratulate the nation, the Raiders, on an epic win. One of the best wins in a long time, I would say. Um, I know they've been far in between, but just it was awesome just to see the guys step up. Uh, very proud of the Raiders today. I guess cars like eight TDs, no interceptions, 122 point something quarterback rating. Just awesome. Can't wait to see what the media says tomorrow. At some point, they're going to have to start singing the positive praises to Gruden. That might be a little late, but it's starting to happen. The belief and the belief in the system, the belief in the coach, and the belief that things are going to take time. Uh, I'm not getting too crazy. Uh, obviously, we're still going to be 3-10, three and, three and something like that. 
but it is a positive note. Uh, one thing I will say, it's, it's really good to see, um, and I think they seem today, D-tackle position, we got nice depth. I think it's all fairly obvious. We need edge rushers, and I see us attacking that position at least two two times during the draft. Um, we got really nice depth in, in, when it comes to the push in the, in the middle. Um, linebackers stepping up, uh, which is like really, really good today. Can't believe I'm going to say that Seth Roberts was a hero today. Wow, the guy stepped up. Anyways, keep up the great work. Really excited and really jazzed up about waking up tomorrow morning and going to work and wearing my Raider tie. My students will get to see it <laughs> and uh, be able to share the, the experience and the story, maybe even show them a couple highlights. So, anyways, guys, uh, again, keep up the great work. Love the show and uh, look forward to hearing uh, Mike and Murph on Monday. All right, deuces. Arnold Kamash, I'm going to let you take that one, too, because you mentioned putting on his Raider tie and going and sharing the win with his students and actually sharing back some some highlights and some stories about the Raiders with his students. And you talk about that a lot, too, about your yeah. interactions with people that you work with at school. And so tell it's us about that. It's true. No, I love it. I love it. Because you know, I take a lot of heat, you know. I take, a lot, I take a lot of heat being a Raider fan, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I heard a, a – I, no, I guess it was on uh, – I guess it was on the uh, the – the interview that we had earlier with uh, with Andrea, you know, there's if you're gonna whine, when her message to Raider Nation, you're gonna whine and you're gonna complain and you're gonna bitch and you're gonna moan. But uh, if that's the case, hey, there's 31 other teams. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. We don't need you. We don't need yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I'm 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 Raiders man, and and I'll take the heat, but I'll also wear the tie. You know, come <laughs> on, come on with it, with it, Central Valley Raider. Absolutely, you know? that was a good one. Good job. You know, and it's funny that you brought that up too, because I, I've thought about that before too. Because I'm like, if, if the team sucks and the coach sucks and the owner sucks and all this stuff, well, then what are you a fan of? Yeah, well, you like, know what? Like, uh, what go, go follow soccer. <laughs> yeah, like at what point? Like, what are you a fan of then? If, are you just a fan of like what we used uh. to be? Like, I, tr- I don't know, like. I try to remain more in, like, let's analyze what the Raiders are and not what they aren't. Like, let's let's try to figure out. And Jerry McDonald did a, such a great job of writing an article on this the other day, when last week when he talked about that. That you know, it's easy to criticize. It's easy to pile on because thirty-one teams critics every year are proven right. What's hard to do is to try to actually piece it together and look at it and see and and, and gain some insight and, and distill down what the reality of what's going on is what's the intent what's the goals what's the plan let's try to figure that stuff out instead of just sitting back and going oh they suck look Murph, easy anybody can do you that. and i have through the years we have watched on the youtube on the youtube on pay-per-view we have watched everything from ufc brock lesnar's first fight yeah, you know we have watched, we have we have paid for WrestleMania yeah. more times than we care to admit. <laughs> we yeah, have man. we have we have paid pay per view for for boxing matches, and we got to the we point. We got Mayweather uh, McGregor. Yeah, that was the last ago. one. Yeah, but but prior to that fight, you and I were to the point where we're like, man, we're just disgusted with this sport. We're like we're oh, not we're yeah. not giving them any more money. We walked away from it, and we yeah. were you know uh, I mean we, we were we, all in. We were all in, and we did the same thing with NASCAR. You know yeah. we be, yeah. because we live in the South, we we bought into it. Okay, well, and and it was kind of cool, and it was all that, and 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 it 
it lost us. It lost us. So we walked away. Well, you know what? If you're unhappy with football, walk away. Walk away. Walk, walk away. away from the Raiders. Sell me your Raiders stuff cheap or just give it to me. Yeah, don't burn it. No, Send don't it burn us. it. Send yeah. it to us. You know, we'll yeah. give it away for Sizzler Awards. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. My great point, Uncle Mosh. Great point. And, uh, you know, uh, Mikey and I were talking, we were talking about Rocky movies the other day on the show. And, uh, and, I, and my comment was, you know, it's a shame that I look more forward to Creed 2 than I do whatever, you know, Tyson Fury and whatever that other guy uh, with that, that yeah. box. Like, yeah. I. Boxing is like, it's, it's such a shame. Yeah, once it is upon a shame time, because once upon man, a time it was so awesome, dude. Man. I, dude, remember growing, Lewis Holyfield? That was the last like one that I remember. You and I getting like we were in, we were fired yes, up yes. for that, and then it ended in a draw, and we're like, what? Like really? Like it was so obvious the thing was 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 I don't want to call it the fix, but it was a fix. I I, I remember growing up as a kid listening to the radio in the kitchen with my ma. You know, because Grandma Jenny, she was she was all in on any sport. It didn't it didn't have to have you know. Uh, I mean, we we did everything. We yeah, did everything yeah. from boxing to roller derby to you know the San Jose Bees for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did it all. And she and I in the kitchen. I remember sitting there listening to the to a, a Muhammad Ali fight with her on this giant transistor radio that she had. You know, because it got the best reception, and we had the, the antenna coming up with the aluminum foil on everything. But you know, I mean, that's when it was when it was great. And you know, now I don't even care. Yeah, I don't even care. I well, walked, uh, you know, but I'm done with it. Well, you know? and what is your nephew's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny Lewis. You know, Sonny Lewis. Sonny Lewis. After Sonny Liston and, and Joe and Lewis. Joe yeah. Lewis. I mean, like, yeah, like we kind of a big deal. Boxing was to yeah, our family, right? but not anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Next up, let's go here from our buddy Florida Raider. Murph, Marsh, Raiders, Florida Ben calling, Florida Raider forever calling you. Uh, just want to say uh, we got an early Christmas present this year, huh? How about it? They talk about Cyber Monday and Black Friday. How about a Black Monday? Stand up, Raider Nation. This is a Black Monday with silver crowds. Stand up, Raider Nation. Stand tall, stand proud. They sending them. Steelers back across the country with a big L tattooed on the forehead. Nothing, nothing makes me smile more. And I'm sure Mosh is, is I'm, Uncle Mosh must be smiling ear to ear. Anyway, one game makes the season sometimes, and this one made it for me. Big smile for everyone involved. Let's go Raiders. Anyway, uh, we had some, uh, we had some uh, doubters with Derek Carr. How about that pass he threw to? Uh, to uh, Seth Roberts, it was like fine Amen. art. I don't think Picasso could have painted another a prettier nice. picture than that. Nice. Beautiful pass, and the kid's going to be fine. Just leave him alone. Um, you know, as far as the defense went, I thought we gave up some big plays, but you know what? Nothing negative today, baby. All positive thoughts. So uh, let's enjoy this uh, this victory together, Raider Nation. Mosh and Murph, I, I, I appreciate everything you guys do. This platform is outstanding. And the only thing I can hope for now this Christmas is maybe a game in Tennessee next year. We could all get together and have one big blowout tailgate party. I'd love to see you. Uh, I'd love to have a little tailgate with Q-Dog because I took him advice, and I'm going with his jersey. I already got a 24 Murph, so I'm going to go with, uh, with Q-Dog's pick. So anyway, guys, have a great week, and I'm sure everybody's smiling. And stay happy. Go black and silver. Go Raiders.
Fantastic call. call. Great job, Florida Raider. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff there. Yeah, I love it. He's going with the uh, going with the Tatum jersey. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good one. And you know, when you go thirty two, of course, you go you get Tatum, and then you get Marcus Allen. Uh, it was also thirty two. You know what? I'd like to see Uncle Mosh, and I've not seen one of these yet. I would love to see a thirty one Tatum jersey because Tatum wore thirty one for like four years. I want to say. Like back yeah, in the day, during the Immaculate right. Deception, yes, he was yes, wearing 31. Yes. He's not wearing 32. And and I don't know the the reason behind his change or anything. I'll, I'll probably dig into that for, for a black hole one of these days. Uh, but, yeah, Tatum wore 31 for, for a long time. So that would be a pretty good jersey to have, too. But great call. Keep him coming, Florida Raider. I think that's his second. So one more, and uh, he'll be a made man. And actually, and there's been a there's a few in here. Uh, Evdog, our next caller, is another one. That's This is his second time calling the show. And he went back-to-back in – you know, I mentioned we had so many calls, and so there there were a, a handful of these. That were these were guys' second call? Sure. But um, I wanted to feature both of Ev Dogs because he says something is going to happen, and then it happens on his second call. Nice. So let's listen to him. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Raider Nation? This is uh, second time caller Ev Dog Marsh Dog. It's E V. Just wanted to clear that up for when I achieve my fan-long dream of becoming a made man. Uh, anyways, just calling because um, well, I work at an airport in the Bay Area, a private airport, and one of the pilots that I'm buddies with just gave me the news that uh, Charles Woodson is coming in on Tuesday, and he would introduce me. So I am beyond stoked and cannot wait to meet him, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and about the victory today, I'm beyond stoked about that, too. So needless to say, it's been a great week for the Raiders. All right, I'll give you guys an update after I meet him. See ya. And he called back. Hey, guys, I'm Dog Marsh Dog calling back. Just met Charles Woodson. Oh, my God. It was awesome. I, I honestly, I can't, I can't believe I met him. You know, working at a private air, airport like that, I've met multiple people. Like, I don't mean to be a name dropper, like Murph likes to say, but <laughs> I've gotten to see like Barry Bonds, freaking Ben Affleck. Uh, those are the only two I can think of right now because I'm still pretty, pretty hyped about this. But, um, God, I got to like talk to him for like five, ten minutes talk football i was too afraid to ask for a picture or anything because i have, at least have to stay kind of professional at my job but uh man if you ever get a chance to meet charles woodson like do it because he, he's an awesome dude all right guys it was uh it was good getting to share that with the Raider nation i'll call back again soon all right, great job. Congratulations, man. That's pretty cool. That's fun. It's it's always fun to meet, you know, famous folks and especially when you get to meet somebody that you're, you know, one of your one of your heroes, you know, in the in the sports realm and uh I would I would equally freak out if if we got a chance to meet oh Charles gosh, Woodson. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh and you know what's funny is that I love how he how he mentions there. He said, you know, if you ever get a chance to meet Charles Woodson, do it. Um, yeah, right. Like any of us would. I know. That's <laughs> so funny. Like in some people, I you started I, sweating when he said uh, Woodson. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I love it when uh, when we get messages from and like I've had people say like you should have Derek Carr on your show. Like <laughs> I agree. <laughs> weekly, <laughs> weekly, yes. And if there were ever an opportunity, you know, you guys should get John Madden. You really guys, yeah, yeah, you should yeah. reach out to John Madden. 
Yeah, I would love to have okay. John Madden on our show. Like, yes, yeah, like, so it's kind of funny. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance to meet Charles Woodson, Uncle Mosh, do it. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. All right, next up, let's hear from our buddy Mojo Raider. Fellas, Mojo from San Diego checking in at Ricky's. Uh, left the game, met up, uh, did some did some tailgating with uh, uh, Capo, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Good people. Met his uh, brother and sister. He met my wife. Man, it was a... It was an absolute blast, man. We took the pitch to you guys. But here's what I really want to talk about. We won. Just win, baby. We got that boy <laughs> kick, man. It happened. Hey, maybe maybe we're the good luck charm. Hey, so, hey, the rest of Raider Nation, listen up. Maybe you guys should send me and Aaron the Q-Dog Raiders <laughs> to the game every Sunday. All right? Check out the GoFundMe. We're good luck. <laughs> anyway, hey, Super Bowl 2020, baby. I'll talk to you guys next time. Out. That's awesome. Fantastic call as usual, Joe. Great job. Yeah, I would I would love to send those guys out there to Oakland, but we're only going to get one more shot at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and you and I would have to chaperone. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good stuff. Yeah, great call. And, again, man, major respect to you guys and props to you guys for – uh, for not only uh, getting together, which is just cool to hear those stories, but for representing our show, man. I had the pictures uh, uh, with the shirt, man. Represent so Raiders cool. Fan Radio there the in coolest. Oakland. It's it's awesome, man. You guys are the best. and uh, So much, much respect uh, from us here, from me and Uncle Mosh. All right, next up, Uncle Mosh, you know, uh, that we are, I'd like that our callers give themselves names, right? Uh, sure. You know, uh, some, I'm sure their names were given to them and they're using their own nicknames or whatever. Like, I... My name is, is, is my last name is Murphy and, and my uncle was Murph and everybody in our family was Murph. And then when we started doing these shows, you're like, you need to be Murph. You're like, that's yep. a great radio yep. name. And I'm like, but I'm not Murphy. You're like, no, you're Murph now. And I'm, so you gave me that name. So I was thankful to get that name because I didn't really have a nickname other than, other than that. And you are uncle Mosh because a whole series of events, we do a whole podcast and how you end up with uncle Mosh, but, um, so that is your nickname. So I love it how, how folks give themselves nicknames or earn these nicknames from, from other people. Like Mojo is a great yeah, name. His yeah. name is Joe. It's a great name. This is my next favorite. That, or or if maybe even be my, my top favorite because it's Raidery, but it doesn't have the word Raider in it. Right. So right, let's right. go hear from our buddy, Just Win Johnny. What's up, Murph? What's up, Uncle Mosh? This is Just Win Johnny calling in from the East Coast. And I've listened to a bunch of podcasts. You guys are right up there, actually. Top of the heap. <clears throat> I love you guys. And uh, everything I hear about car lately, I, I can't believe that no one can get over this about get rid of car, get rid of car. I've been a Raider fan for 40 years, and I live in New England. I've dealt with the tuck rule game, dealt with Pats fans, Giants fans, Jets fans. <clears throat> Since again, we've had nothing like car. He's got to settle in the system. He's got to get his bearings on. Look what he's doing with nothing. Everything's been stripped away from him. And look, he's still putting up decent numbers, better than some quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, I don't know why some of these fans all claim, get rid of car, get rid of car. Do you want to go backwards in time? Because I don't. I've been there. I've seen it. We've waited for someone like Carr for a long time. Just give him time, Raider Nation. Let him settle in the system. And, you know, see, next year he's going to make progressions. The numbers are there. I just I can't see how all these people just want to get rid of car. It's it's insane to me. Anyways, go Raiders. All right, I'm with you just when, Johnny. Yeah, the no idea kidding. of getting rid of Derek Carr is a silly one. And uh, I forget which caller it was earlier that mentioned the pass that he threw to, to Seth Roberts. 
Gosh, Uncle Mosh. And, and it wasn't just that one. Derek was dropping dimes all over Dude, the place. he was throwing them on a rope, bud. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. He had a great game. So I'm with you. The idea of getting rid of Derek Carr, like, you don't get rid of your franchise quarterback. I know things aren't perfect, but, you know, they, 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 they rarely are. And, look, when he, he's got a lot of uh, capability to be an elite quarterback in the league. He hasn't realized it all the way there yet, but I, I think he's in, he's in good shape. All right, Johnny called us back, gave us one more message. This is just when Johnny calling back because I forgot something. When I said before that, uh, you know, I was glad that they were quitting swinging about Gruden, I also meant Mikey. Mikey's come around and turned, and he's starting to less, a little less of the Gruden hate, and I like that. Just kidding, Mikey. I love you. I love you <laughs> so, too. What he does with you, Murph. Uh, great. You guys just, you know, what you do for Raid Nation is awesome. And uh, I just want to thank you all. Just win Johnny. Out. All right, you're welcome, Johnny. Glad to do it, man. We love doing this stuff. We love coming on here and, and playing radio. And, you know, the, the thing about Mikey, and I've said it before, and I'll say it real quickly again, the thing that I like so much about our interactions on that show and Mikey in general is that we don't always agree and that we don't, you know, the only thing that we haven't, well, not the only thing, but the thing that we always have in common is our passion for the Raiders. After that, we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll veer off of each other's opinions at times, but that's what makes it good. Like, right? Like, you kind of cover all bases, Mosh, don't you he, think? And I, and I, I love Mikey because Mikey can be swayed. And Mikey, <laughs> and Mikey won't admit that at all. And, I, and, and that's one of the things that I love about him is his, his passion is beyond reproach. This guy is passionate. But he'll come on, and last week he's like, ah, I'm all pissed off about Gruden. Gruden conspiracy this, and he's not telling us this, and he's not. And by the end of, the, by the end of the, the, your broadcast, he was like, all right, Murph. You're swinging me to a Gruden fan, you know. <laughs> and it's yeah. like you know, be, yeah. before long he'll he'll be he'll be dressing like Chucky. That's right. That's know? absolutely. Uh, so hey, uh, real quick before we move on to the last couple calls here, uh, I want to recognize the guys in the chat room. Thank you so much as always for uh, for tuning in here on the live stream of Raiders Fan Radio. I can't scroll up, but. Raider Critique, Sean Garcia, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Joe Cantrell, Bobby Wasabi, Pirate 1975. Uh, who else is in Raider there? Raider Homer. Raider Homer, Raider Jobo. Uh, and then we had a, a new one in there, Chris Rubio. And uh, Chris uh, asked the question, Uncle Mosh, was last year's win against the Chiefs, uh, or what was a bigger win? Last year's win against the Chiefs or this one against the Steelers? And that's a great question because – both seasons we fell short, so it wasn't like one propelled us into the playoffs or anything like that. Um, but I would say probably the Chiefs game because uh, it was on prime time and the whole way that it went down. Remember, we we, we scored a touchdown like five times in a row. Right, right, right. Remember right, right. with all the flags oh and all that shit. It was just like it just like kept getting going on and on and on, and the drama kept building more and more and more. And then with Derek finally threw that pass at the corner of the end zone, front corner to Crabtree, that was just like – it was amazing. So I, that would be my vote. But the reason that I would even put this one close uh, is that it reminds me of an old Eddie Murphy skit when he talked about being hungry and then someone gives you a Ritz and you're like, oh, man, oh, that's the best Ritz I ever had in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, you're just happy to get that one cracker. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so, like, that's kind of what the Steelers game felt like to us. We've been starved for wins and someone tossed us a Ritz and we're like, oh, that's the best Ritz I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm with you on that. I, that game last week, you and I watched that. For a couple days in a row afterwards, we're like, oh, my gosh, because it was so exciting. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. just as excited you know, standing, <laughs> standing at the bar over here looking at the TV with our faces right up there. And we're like, ah, you know, 
we knew what the result was going to be, but we watched we'll it, watch over it and anyways. over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but but this week for me, it was this week because it's the Steelers. Beca- well, two things because we played so good against the Chiefs the week before. Oh. We played so good that, and I was so fired up, and I was sick, and I was getting over it, and having Dave here, and 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 it just you know just getting to rub it in. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just it was oh man. It was the bomb. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Good deal. Great question, Chris. Great question. I uh, appreciate you joining us in the chat room, and I uh, appreciate you checking out Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, all right, let's go to Jeff Raider 64. Hey, Uncle Marsh, Murph. Uh, this is Jeff, a.k.a. Raiders 64. Just kind of wanted to say what a great game, man, uh, on Sunday. <laughs> a typical Raiders-Steelers game, you know, close. Great to see Carr playing well again you know he's been on fire for what since the kansas city game so yeah great to see excellent game on on to uh reggie mckenzie i believe this uh, that uh what what happened in the beginning uh beginning of like when gruden was hired he, he didn't sign a 100 million dollar 10-year contract to come in and play tiddlywinks and coach the team, you know. So he was given some power. Obviously, we all know that. And uh, I don't think Reggie uh, wanted to stay on in the beginning. And I think that Mark Davis, I believe, probably talked him into it. That's kind of maybe a stretch. But I think he was wanted out and probably went to Davis and Gruden, you know, and just said, hey, I'm out of here, you know, and that's the end of that. But anyways, uh, the mainstream media, you know, here we go again. They're, everybody's blaming Gruden for it, you know. It's just like, come on, you know. You know, it's just one thing after the next. Uh, I, I just got kind of one thing to say about the mainstream media, and here it is. And I'll use a, a, a line my dad used to use. They don't have enough sense to pour piss out of a boot with the instructions written on the heel. That pretty much sums it up for them. You know, I, I'm just tired of them. So just want to say it was a great game and all that, and, and um, enjoy your week and enjoy the uh, weekend and the upcoming game. Go Raiders. Bye. Okay, look, if Pillsbury decides to stop making Pop-Tarts, okay, nobody's going to blame the CEO. Yeah. It's a corporate decision. Yeah. We are, the the Oakland Raiders are a corporation. They are a company. They are a business. They're run by the Pillsbury Doughboy? Run, run by, <laughs> uh, you know I'm going to draw a food analogy, you know? But it, it, so when everybody, they, it's one of those things that just drives me nuts. And especially, and, it, and it's fueled by the mainstream media. Yeah. And and they go, oh, Gruden fired this guy, and he hated this uh, guy, and he hated this guy, and and and, and when they, when they when they realize, you know, Mikey was ranting about, oh, he didn't like Gruden's press conference. Well, you know what? This is a corporate decision. This isn't one guy going. This isn't out. This isn't Al. This, this isn't, isn't one Al, guy going. Yeah. You pissed me off. Get out. You know, it's this is a, this is decisions that are made at the corporate level because that's what we're in. This is a business. It's f- it's fun. It's fan football. It's it, what we do. You know, the, our fan radio. What we are watching sports, but but these guys. This is their livelihood. This is a business, and and people got to realize that it's not just one guy with the, with the stick up his butt saying, "I want that guy gone." 
You know, corporate decisions are made. You're in the corporate world, Murph. You know, corporate decisions are made. Whether whether in your line, whether you're you're acquiring uh, another another branch, you know. Uh, when, when, when a car company decides to discontinue one model and go with another, it's not one guy that gets pissed off because, you know, he doesn't like his, his Nissan. Right, You know, right. his so, Nissan Rogue, you right. know, so he's going to discontinue that and only make, make Titans or whatever. <laughs> you know, come well, on, man. Well, and I think Jeez, it, it makes me nuts. Well, and there's not a, you know, tech, you know like a, and a board of directors, right? That you have a, a sole... Uh, entity that's that's essentially pulling the trigger right the gruden is the guy that's calling the shot but the, the but i th- what you're saying and i and this is where you and i are 100 percent agreeing on is that he doesn't make his decisions independent of other folks he makes a decision after consulting with mark or with paul gunther absolutely and, and olsen or whoever else like the idea that gruden is just operating independently and doing these things damn everything else that's a completely misguided concept let's just so when it came to reggie mckenzie gruden didn't just up and fire reggie mckenzie no this was after i'm sure long lengthy decisions and conversations with mark davis and who knows who else and frankly probably with reggie himself because gruden will tell you we get along. And, and like you're not going to hear Reggie trash the Raiders. No, it's not at not all. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because and, and look, at the, look at this league. You, you don't have the Roger Staubachs who only played for the for the you know the, 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 those boys down there in Texas. You don't have that anymore. This is we are a fluid league. There's people yeah. that move around. You know, it's coaches and players coaches and, and front and office personnel and front office personnel. You know, so I think that's why I think that's why Phil and some of the others were so pissed about some of the comments that a former player who shall not oh, be named. Oh, boy. I'm yeah. not going to bring him up because you're going to you're going to trash where you came from. People don't do that. This is a fluid league, yeah. you know? I mean, unless unless you got screwed, you know, and, and, and unless you had something to back it up, our buddy Pete Koch talks about, you know, how he was he felt he was he was slighted in his coaching, but he gives specifics. He didn't attack, you know, he was talking about some of the, pla- yeah, the places yeah, he was yeah. at before he came to the Raiders. He 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 wasn't just trashing that organization. Not at all. He was he was saying this specific coach did me wrong. This specific thing happened and for so for them to, not only did amari cooper trash the organization he trashed the city of oakland you he trashed the name. fans Don't do that again oh, i'm sorry sorry my bad yes he is now up there with number 17 of the of the chargers uh, wilson's acting partner yeah. who else uh oh and the guy that and plays the guy in, that in, plays in, for uh, in soldier in, field in chicago yeah yeah so uh but yes so you can't disparage everything and no. that's what he did he disparaged everything and and yeah and, and that's, so he and, disparages everything don't you, hey don't you love the way foo called him out oh baby foo didn't just call him out foo like i foo mean would have slapped him foo would have slapped him foo would have that was awesome man that was so good that was so all good right. all right i'm sorry go. i digress i went all over the i went i went from the pillsbury doughboy to foo that was let me get your camera back on you that was, that was a good. That was a. That was Murph worthy rant, well, Uncle Mike. You, you know, went off the rails a little and, bit. And if, I like and it. If my microphone. You went thirty. Over here. You went thirty. I went thirty. Yeah. There we go. We Thank need you, to get Tristan. <laughs> All right, let's go to our buddy Big Raider Trucker. The man, the myth, the legend, Mister Big Raider Trucker, checking in, saying 
Hell yeah, baby! <laughs> Woo! I just want to say, damn, that game should have been on prime time. But I understand we couldn't keep our end up on the bargain. But you know what? That was prime time worthy. Sorry, now they got that off my chest. Murph, Mosh, and let's also salute Capo Q. How you guys doing? Just want to say, what a hell of a game. Man, Gary on Conley, I'm going to say it, has got to be our MVP for this year. That guy is just straight balling out. It's not, all right, let's get to this. All the hoopla and bullshit about all the Raiders are done, the team's <laughs> quitting on us. You know what? 16-0 and over 16, this team is playing their asses off. And it's amazing, and I love it. Just to see the fire in everybody, it's absolutely beautiful. I heard uh, the, uh, the uh, Fox commentator say, watch out, because Carr and Gruden are now on the same page, and good Lord, that gives me goosebumps. All right, just want to get your uh, opinion on the secondary once again, Murph, and uh, Raider Nation, from the wound to the tomb, great things are on the horizon. Raider out. All right, great call there. Yeah, man, Gary Conley gets, I mean, he's, I've said this probably five times now, but I'll say it one more time. He is, his numbers, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, are only matched by like what Namdi did. Like he, he is doing so well, and I don't, I don't even have my, my little cheat sheet that I normally have in front of me here to give you exact specifics on the numbers, but uh, trust me, and you can find them yourself. He's, he's, he's proving himself to be, um, a number one corner. The idea of the lockdown corner in today's NFL really doesn't uh, play like it did once upon a time. The idea of like when it was Deion Sanders and, sure, and sure. Guys, that idea of the lockdown corner really doesn't isn't as is, is applicable. But he is definitely cornerback number one. He is definitely locking people down. When you hold Antonio uh, Brown, who's one of the best wide receivers in football, who torched us for 180 some odd yards right. the last time we played him, and you hold him to 60 yards, yeah, a that's third a of quiet that. yeah. day for him. And so, uh, definitely commend Gary and Conley. Definitely commend. Um, uh, uh, Carl Joseph, something clicked with him. Something. This was another guy we thought potentially could be on his way out. Something clicked with him. The coaches clicked with him, and you know the disrespect that uh, that, Den, that Ben Roethlisberger has for him, and frankly his height, trying to fire the ball over the top yep. of his head. Yep. I wish Carl Joseph would have come up with that pick, but the idea that he was right on the ball and that he played it, you know, in a way where he should have got to got got to Ben. Um, yeah, the secondary is fully coming around. A little let down by Melvin. I don't think that we're going to see Rashawn Melvin next year, and we were big fans of yeah, his huge in this fan. in this off season. Uh, I I feel like it's going to be Worley. Like I I feel like we're going to get Worley and Conley. And so, uh, anyways, so kudos to to Reggie. I wanted to say one last thing. I, I forgot to to mention. I want to say one last thing. I'll go on the record about Reggie. You know, Reggie was a guy that drafted Gary on Conley. I got a lot of respect for Reggie. Reggie brought us out of salary cap hell that Al unfortunately left us in when he, when he passed. We were laden with bad contracts, and Reggie bit the bullet, didn't have his ego invested. He was willing to put the win and loss column aside in order to eat crap to get the salary cap and the roster right, and he did that, and he will always, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider. He'll always have my respect for that, and so I'm, I'm, I'm sad that it didn't work out. Uh, I think that they probably made the move by, by moving on from Reggie, but for what he did for this team, he'll always have respect. He's, yeah, me too. He, Reggie's, Reggie's, the, uh, Reggie's the rebound girlfriend that you really liked. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 We're not going to marry you. We're no. going to marry Mike Holmgren, but, but you know, absolutely. it was nice to date Reggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Q-Dog says that uh, on the chat room, Q-Dog says that Connolly is uh, channeling his inner Lester Hayes. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. Hey, and joining that 21 club, man. I love that. Absolutely. Love that. All right, here we go. we got a couple more Uncle Mosh, and we'll get out of here. Let's hear from our buddy Monster Mash Ken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it. What a game. Murph, Uncle Mosh, it's Monster Mash Ken. Feeling it, baby. I'm feeling pumped. Anytime we beat the Steelers, I love it. Anyway, uh, I hope your, your buddy there is... Uh, you know, not too sad, upset. Uh, looks like the Steelers are kind of going down the tubes. Anyway, uh, just real quick, uh, great game overall. Uh, the referees, what the hell was going on there? There's some horrible, horrible calls, like the, the one with the uh, quarterback running out of bounds and we taking that shot on him. Like, what are they supposed to do? Come on, get real. The fumble with with Carr, yeah, that was a fumble. I'll, I'll give him that. But the, on the on the opposite end, with that quarterback, you know, Fumbling the ball. That was a fumble. What the hell? But that's all right, though, because uh, <laughs> we got that interception, and, and we may do. Uh, so, you know what? Screw the refs. We're always against the refs. And what the hell is up with all those fans out there, uh, those Pittsburgh fans with this, those towels? What the hell? You know, I'm not from Oakland, but I can tell you this much. If I was a season ticket holder, man, I would go to every single game regardless because I'm a fan, and uh, they dropped the ball in that one. Mm-hmm. So the Raiders versus the fan, that was it fans out there that that was another uh thing we were up against um Derek Carr man just just wow wow we really just taking taking the reins of this team and and being a general out there getting all up in an eight man's face that's what we need we need Carr to hold people accountable like you know what I need you to go this way not that way don't do what you want do what I tell you to do and we're gonna win uh another cool play I don't know if it went unnoticed but uh he, he threw the, uh, that shot down in the fourth quarter uh I think it was to Seth Roberts and he hurried the line he hurried him to the line and, and hit the next play because that ball moved I guarantee you if it would have been challenged we would have lost that play but that was just smart play by card like get the ball going get get this play in that was that was pretty boss um and then Ben Roethlisberger going out I think you know what you have to win that game with with Roethlisberger and Connor out uh Conley Island wow 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 just shutting down AB. Who else can do that? That was just awesome. Loved it. Loved the game. I'm going to go into work happy, 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 especially because New England lost. My boss is a Pacers fan. Screw the Patriots. Screw Pittsburgh. <laughs> and screw all those other fans that didn't show up and represent our team. Raider Nation for life. Peace. All right, Uncle Mosh. You know, Mondays with Mikey Murph, I, I kind of went in a little bit on that whole concept, so I'm gonna, I won't do it again. And I think I've already pissed off people of Oakland enough tonight uh, <laughs> in, my, in my earlier rant, so I'm going to leave that one alone. But I do want to touch on the, uh, on the car, really his emergence as a leader this year. You know, this is when, you know, anybody can be a leader when things are going good, right? Uh, it's your character, really part of your character gets defined when things are tough. Like, what do you do when things are tough? What do you do when, when things are, you know, when you're faced with challenges? How do you respond to that? And I thought, I th- or not I thought, and I think that Carr has responded very well. And there was another play in that game, too, that, that, that Ken didn't mention because all the ones that he mentioned were great. Um, but there was also the one where, when Feliciano got hurt. Yep. And who yep. went out there to carry him off the field, Uncle Mosh? Yeah, man. Uh, his yeah. quarterback, Derek yeah. Carr. Uh, I don't see Philip or that other guy. Yeah. I don't see 
Kermit the Frog in uh-uh, in Kansas uh-uh. City. I don't see even uh, you know uh, Tommy Boy. I don't see a lot of uh-uh. high profile quarterbacks carry their offensive linemen off right, the field. Right, right. Like if you don't think Derek Carr is a leader and you don't think that his that the, the rest of the team doesn't view him as they such, noticed that too. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? That was that was a big deal. Uh. That was a definite big deal. All right, you want to introduce the last call? Yeah, man. And so our last call coming up is our capo. The Q-Dog, the one and only. Greetings, it's your capo and Q-Dog Raider coming to you back on the east side. Murph, Sonny, Uncle Mosh, Little Murph, Nation. Hey, look, respect <laughs> goes out to Mojo Raider. I said that Mojo Raider, my man, 40 grand for being an excellent host during the tailgating event. I tell you what, man, to link up with him, his family, uh, to meet his wife, um, you know, it was just, you know, really good, man. It really puts the F in family, man. So, you know, Raider Nation forever, man. Kudos to RFR. You know, respect to Gorilla Rilla for the photo op. Love that. Man, I tower over that dude, man. But you know what? Hey, he's a Raider, man. Gonna put a little fertilizer water on him. Let's make him grow. Um, got a chance to uh, meet the violator, Captain Jack. Hey, star-studded event. Even saw Ronnie L- – no, hold on, hold on. Let me back up. Don't want to say that too soon. Even saw Franco Harris. I saw the statue of him, you know what I'm saying, with the fake immaculate reception a foot off the ground in the Pittsburgh International Airport. Then I saw him for real. Hey, man, he's a little bit taller than I thought, man. So, you know, I gave him a little bit of room and respect, man. But you know what? With an eye to the draft, I got to go ahead and bang the drum that I've been banging for weeks and weeks and weeks. Hey, man, Josh Allen. Look, man, he's racking up the awards, man. And we're winning games, and, you know, he's racking up awards, man. I don't think the stars are going online, man. we got to get this guy. This guy can pass cover. He can pass rush. He can defend the run. Let's go ahead and go over what he's won, man. Okay, I'm going to call the roll right quick. Ronnie Lott Impact Trophy Award for National Defensive Player of the Year. Chuck Bednarik Award, National Defensive Player of the Year. Bronco Nagurski Award for the National Defensive Player of the Year. SEC Defensive Player of the Year, First Team All-SEC, First Team All-American. That's in the SI, the Athletic Pro Football Focus, APFWAA, CBS, Sporting News, ESPN, and he's a finalist for the Walter Camp and the Buckets Awards for the linebacker and defensive end of the year. Hey, look, man, we got to do this. And before I sign off, man, beating the mustard and black clad Steelers was just you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm bite a little bit. It was like Jesus driving a monster truck through a fire, <laughs> a, ring, a ring of fire. Respect goes out to my nephew, B-Doc. Hey, love Blacklist Silver. Great experience. Greatest forever. We own the Steelers. Holla. Root. <laughs> Great job as usual. I love I love the uh I love the respect there to B Dog. Yeah, uh, you know, and we have F Dog now, so we got we got three, right? We got and, all and, but the dogs. The, man. But the original is Q Dog though, and and uh, he's one of the best. Thank you, Q Dog, of course, for the great call. And yeah, you know what? I'm gonna let me say this. I don't I don't work against Q Dog very often, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna temper my expectation on Josh Allen a little bit because I agree with everything you just said. I don't want to be let down when the guy goes number two overall and we don't get him. You know what I mean? Like, he is amazing. And 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 pass rush is such a necessity. And, of course, and we'll see how the draft dynamics work out and teams are going to need quarterbacks right, and someone's right, going to do right. stupid and want to come up and jump up ahead of us. And if there's an opportunity for us to trade back, I'm going to be all about it because, as we've said numerous times, teams are built around cores, not around single players. So if we can, you know, acquire more picks and trade back, then I'm all about that. And if we do, we won't be in the running for 
for a guy like Josh Allen. So I'm with you, Q-Dog. I, 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 it would be nice, but as of right now, I'm going to kind of temper expectations. And, and again, mad respect to you and, and, and Mojo and the rest of you all out there and all the correspondents for the game. That was top-notch. That was, that was some great, great stuff. And we're, we're flattered you would think of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. So Q-Dog being a capo. You know, it's got its it's got its uh it's got its drawbacks. So Q Dog, because he's a capo, part of what elevated him to capo was his many sizzler awards. So Q Dog, because he always sizzles, can't quite get the sizzler can't award. The sizzler can't award. win the sizzler no. award anymore. But he gets it he gets mad respect in other in other, Absolutely. other realms. So tonight's Sizzler. 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 Sizzler award goes to Florida Raider. Nice job. So Florida Raider came in with an early Christmas present and he and he, and he talked about he talked about a lot of stuff, man. He gave he of course he gave a shout out to his capo, Q Dog. He brought up he brought up how well we did. He even said Picasso couldn't have painted a prettier picture. Uh, well, if you know Picasso's work, ain't nothing pretty about it. But that's not the <laughs> point. He came he had a great line, man. Stand tall, stand proud, bro. You know, we're we're silver and black. Stand yeah, tall, did, stand did, proud. Did you say Black Monday with silver clouds? Black Monday with that silver was good. clouds. That was I good. loved it. Great I job. It. So great job, Florida Raider. And uh, you get our, our respect and congratulations on the Sizzler Award. We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Uncle Mosh, we are at the two-hour mark, as usual, and that's without even uh, accounting for the interview with with Andrea Villapiano. So let's go ahead and get out of here. But first and foremost, thank you to her uh, for joining us here on Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, thank you to Kimberly uh, Vekerlov, who I will have that uh, interview uh, posted up for you all separately to be able to check that out. Thank you to all of our callers tonight. You guys rock. Thank you for all the support that you give Raiders Fan Radio and all of the Murphs Fan Cave shows, which is the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Uh, that is also Mondays with Mikey and Murph. So appreciate all the support you give my, uh, give our channel and also uh, the subscribe. So please do that. Please subscribe to us here on YouTube and anywhere that you find your podcast. Please subscribe to it. And then thank you to all of the calls. Uh, Absolutely. Those were great callers tonight. And, of course, the one and only Uncle Mosh. Thank you, uh, Uncle Mosh. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, you working you. through uh, playing injured those past couple weeks. And uh, glad to have you back at full strength. I can tell. I can feel the fire coming Man, off your mouth. Uncle was, Mosh had some sizzles tonight. I had, I had a lot I had. I had to say that I've been bottling up for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deal. Well, so, well anyways, great. thank you again for everybody checking us out. Uncle Mosh is with Tagline. Let's go so, and get out of here. stand tall, stand proud. We are the silver and black. And never forget, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby! <laughs> Woo! I love it. I just want to say, damn, that game should have been on prime time. Love it, love it, love it. What a game. But you know what? That was prime time worthy. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. 
That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.